I hope he's not like on his phone, like in his whip. I hope he's like oh, sitting, be, sitting at that'd a. That'd be terrible. Would we even do it? Maybe he just calls us from the fucking road, bro. Oh. Well, I said laptop. Like, I told Cam. There's, there's I, worse cars that you could podcast from. <laughs> from, yeah. from a Bentley. That's from the ghost. <laughs> yeah. That's a but I told Cam. Spooky, dude. Apparently, the Halloween special uh, botting from inside the ghost. Dude. Apparently, one time I was uh, I was leaving the office and I just like walked hmm. right by the Bentley and Cam was like, "Yo, you just walked right by and just like didn't even notice us." They're stealth, bro. Yeah, spooky. This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Throw gang, we are joined by the Celine Sultan, the personal order overlord, man's more plugged than Con Ed, the flex pharaoh, the self-ordained hood Anthony Bourdain, the dot connector Kaiser from end zone to end zone like plug flutie, the paper planes Pasha. One more thing, price of the brick is going upscale. Creative director and marketing lifestyle consultant Mike Camargo, aka Upscale Vandal. Legends only. Yeah, the intro is here is astronomical. You can he take says that. The price of the brick is going up in the same sentence as the paper plane pasha. Yeah, That's like you it's not going up. Crazy. It's going upscale. Yeah, I feel no. like I feel like y'all get y'all should get. You know, when the whole when this whole you know uh, podcast revolution mm. comes to the point where we're getting awards and stuff. Sure, your intro section should be. You know, it's highly touted. I feel like I've been. Oh, on yeah. the- of interviews and nobody that's, like that's that. new intro also uh if if push ever wants some you know some yeah. some, some, some i know he's not a ghost he's not a ghostwriter enthusiast or anything but you know we, but then uh, you have plenty of those aka's for him yeah sure. i mean listen I, no, dude. He, he's the fucking maestro of that shit he yeah, wrote yeah. he wrote his own intro that's the thing yeah. man your favorite writer's favorite writer i mean yeah, he's l ron hubbard of the cupboard is my favorite jack frost for that blast selling off. that blast off dude yeah 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 it's good Mike, so how are you doing, bro? You guys, man, how, how y'all doing, man? I'm, I'm great. Than y'all, I really, honestly, I did this because I, because I fuck with y'all so much, Thank and you. I wanted to see how y'all were doing just naturally all together instead of sending those weird coronavirus texts. <laughs> right, right. Well, we appreciate you, know, you, know, you, you letting know. us turn it into content that we can yeah, yeah, monetize. Yeah. That's no, cool. that's that's the least of my worries. It's <laughs> okay. more so not right. having to send Lawrence any like. Yo, we're gonna get through these rough times. Yeah, right. <laughs> unprecedented times. Yeah, yo, yeah. how are you holding up during these unprecedented times? Texts are getting on yeah. my last nerve. Or like me texting Mike, how exotic are your snacks right now? <laughs> like, you know. Uh Mike, is this wait, have you done how many podcasts have you done? Do you do a lot of these? Honestly, I don't. Uh, and and like Charlie had asked me, I mean, at least two years ago to 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 hop on the um pod with y'all um in your I think this was in the first phase of your five name changes. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> the, the previous podcast um, endeavor that shall not be named. Exactly. Yeah. So the thing is just like, I don't do press because, you know, I, I know so some people might be like, yo, you're an asshole. Why would you turn down any interviews? You know what I'm saying? But it's more so, or any podcast, but it's more so because the past four years of my career, when we started the agency, like people started, obviously because of social media, people just started mixing the agency workload and what we were doing on the creative workload with like my personal upscale vandalisms on Instagram and stuff. And like, 
I don't want to do like I don't I wanted to try to separate myself from the work that like people here do like Cam and, you know, Joe and, and all the people that work with us. Marley, anybody who's a part of the things that we do here don't get enough credit because I'm the one on the fucking podcast, you know, and that's just sure. to me was face. like counterintuitive. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I try not to do it unless I feel like one, the people who follow me can like really learn something. And I know that's not going to happen on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, no we're anti, not. We are anti-education on this yeah, podcast. Come on. Yeah, come on. We can't and even then, read, or, bro. Or, or two, if there's people that I actually fuck with, their movement, and I feel like they're bringing something new to the game, which obviously you guys have been doing that for the past five to ten years. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there's a there's moment. varying degrees of success to be completed. There's a moment where I know that, Mike, you were like, yo, for, I could either. I am in yeah. the varying success. Yeah. But Mike, I remember there was a moment where you're like, should I get on board with the fashion bros and help them with their career or Jay Balvin? And I think you made the right choice ultimately. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I made the wrong choice because I think if I would have <laughs> stuck around with fashion bros, <laughs> damn, dude. it would have been... Be yeah, every man comes to a fork in, in, in the road at some point and, and, yeah, and that was yours. The, well, listen, man, we're about to talk to you about yourself exclusively. We're not going to talk about anybody who does anything else for you. <laughs> Fuck them. This is about Mike. It's going to be like, I don't know, three hours of you. Let's start with the fit check, dude. We want to walk the audience at home through the totality of the fit that you wore on the only podcast that matters. The choice for you, oh, sir, man. is you want to start top down or bottom up. You fuckers. I'm like, yo, we're gonna this ain't gonna you don't gotta get fresh for this. And I was just like wearing house shit. I went up the block and Cam's calling me like, yo, come on, come on, come on. We start at seven. And I'm like, I don't gotta fit on, but house uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a uh this is a, a brand called Patriot from Japan. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're, you're starting middle out. So you're not going top down or bottom up. You're starting nah, I'm going, with- Yeah, I'm going t shirt now. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then Wait. I'm just doing just a regular, like, I know that, I know that this is blasphemous to James, but these are needles pants. Oh, Mike, come on. The needles track pants. You see they're the not by two South or whatever fucking engineer. South, says the South, South two West eight. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can we whatever talk about this t-shirt? Did, you got the cor- Mike got the coordinates wrong. To do this time. Can we it's talk about the t-shirt? That. I thought it was Chrome, but that, like you, that's a fake out. Yeah, it says oh, Chrome, but it's, yeah. No, who wears that anymore? We're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that in a second. I, I was like, because I saw you tweet about it. You're like, Chrome's dead to me, and I was like, but he's wearing a shirt that says Chrome. I don't. No, no, no. This is a brand from. It's called Patriot from Japan. Um, Salute. And and I'm wearing the Vandal slides. Uh, I, yo, pass me the the <laughs> right there. It's just I, I got slides. Wait, tell me about the pants. Those are those are black on black needles track pants. Before we get to your slides, what are the black pants? On- Purple yeah, black. black on purple. Oh, yeah, black yeah. on purple. Yeah. Got it. Cool. And then the yeah, slides are a collab, right? Say it again. The slot. Your slides are a collab. Yeah, sandal, sandal boys, boys, right? Yeah, sandal boys to match the hat. Um, Shout out Franlations, bro. The 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 goaded of all goat. That's uh, for everyone listening at home. You might have seen the iconic vine where the dude is wearing the Givenchy or whatever he says. Let's see how it looks on foot. Or whatever the fuck it is. He does all of those combined, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I fucked that all up, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. Dude's a legend. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. Is there an undershirt? We need to really get every detail here. You kind of no, went. This is, a, this is a, it's like a two, you know, just Okay. Jacket. Oh, it's a ri- like a ringer tee. Okay. It's, two piece. It's not a, it's a, yeah, it's like a two piece ringer tee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bop, socks. Bop. You wearing socks? <laughs> no socks. No socks. No socks. What about the panties? Yeah, your underwear. Uh, regular Uniqlo airism. Boxer briefs or boxers? Boxer briefs. Thank you. Do you know right. that James only wears boxers? Well, I mean, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It looks, like you were, it looks like you were trying to move to Kosamui on your last. You know, 
I fucking was. last 100 bot. So I got dra- I got dragged back here from the motherland. Yeah, that's right. What was that movie Leonardo DiCaprio? The Beach. You, yeah, yeah, you look like you look like one of the guys that were already there in the commune yeah. when you got there. I'm the I'm the MVP of the PP Islands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yo, okay, what about all the hardware? Let's yeah, there's. You have so much fucking yeah, accoutrement. Let's start with nah, the, the, the I actually neck. was around the way, so I don't have all my shit on. Um, but I'm also canceling Drew. I'm 21 Savage is my new, and like he's my new role model when it comes to to like just details because the fact that he stopped wearing jewelry last year and started wearing more guns is what I'm on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, like Benny the Butcher, right? You spend a, a lot many, on guns, but even more. A yeah, the I spend a lot yeah, on yeah. jewelry, but even more on guns. Yeah, we're not okay. a, we're not a self cinching pod here, but how many guns do you have on you right now? Huh? On your person? <laughs> Just on my person, one. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect. Yeah. I like. But that. you got that. You got uh, the house chain on the house. Yeah, what, what's yeah, the house this is a block chain. I was up the block. I was at Mad Cuban. Cut. Shot the Mad Cuts. I was at the barber shop smoking a joint and dropping something off to my barber. And I figured I'd be back way more in the time, and I just spaced out. Um, You're hot. So I just got the regular Cuban, <laughs> you know, fully bust, AP, fully bust. <laughs> yep. And just one and two, you know, two Cardis, one Love, one Justin Clo. Um, Bust down Baron. Oh, the glasses. The, glasses, the glasses are actually mine. What? Oh. These are vintage frames and me. If you notice, that has the plug logo. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Custom. The, yeah, parties? these are coming out. They're a collab. You're going to like the way you look. Yeah, these are collab. Um, they'll be at Lens Crafters all across America. Are those modeled after like a favorite Cartier or what's it's the... It's actually all... I actually just built it from scratch all with uh, existing pieces. Okay, so the glass that I normally wear... Um, I had all I had bought like the entire stock from Corey. They're Pierre Cardin vintage nineteen seventy something. Okay, and they all have these like tortoise shell uh, ringers around the frame. So I took that part, which is my favorite, and I mixed it with some of the other parts of some of his other glasses, and just kind of made my own. You, it's like it was a, only it's like a Frankenstein, the yeah. best the best shades to ever do it. Yeah, and I actually yeah, so you guys know I'm like obese at this point. So I my <laughs> face all. is really wide and glasses don't normally fit me. Like for example, I have all of the first millionaires. All right. of them. not the Virgil ones, the original the OGs. None of them even go on my face. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I have all every color. It's crazy. And you know the width of the gr- of glasses always make a difference to me. And I know a lot of people also have that issue. So right. I made these actually wider than the normal frame. Okay. Um, so you yeah. I know your I face shape, right? When it comes to your frames, man, you know, when it comes to frames, the face, your face shape an is an optometrist. That's everything. And it wasn't that long ago that you were, you never showed your eyes at least on socials. Yeah. Well, that's because I was still on that's like all probation probation real and street shit and done. Right. Like it was a different part of my life. So. Um, that was a logistical decision. It was more so because at that time I still didn't want it to be about me. Like I was, when I first started social media, I was like, it, it was more so about people had to, like, this is obviously before anybody, like I'm sure Chuck and um, Spanish Fraser definitely <laughs> didn't have social media when I first got on the gram or Twitter. And people were just like, yo, you got all this stuff. You got all this archive, you know, like all these things you should, you should post some of this shit. And like, educate people on what they're because this is pre designer hype fashion era you know this mm, was like yeah, yeah. balenciaga arena pre balenciaga arena era so like i used to be pissed at like yo like these kids are not like really out here shopping they don't know who like, we be yeah so people were just like yo you got to educate about the pieces and i just buy so 
Um, you know, when I first started, it wasn't really about me. I was just posting clothes and it's about the gear itself. Like it was that. about like the physical objects. What about not the a lifestyle? Not you. What about the Bape interior whip? <laughs> yeah, that's that was a different era of my Legendary. life. That was a legendary. Yeah, that like like I said, that time was just a different time. I was out. I was really on some other shit. I I wasn't in this industry. I was outside full time. Like back then, it wasn't just one firearm. It was multiple. Like right. you know what I mean. So Chuck, wh- Chuck when did you? Uh, when did like Mike first come across your radar and you know first started following him and knowing about him? I think like you guys had interacted with him on like Twitter or Instagram or something. And I remember he came into the store that I was working at and I texted you, James. I was like, yo, he's in the store right now. I got super excited. You're like, yo, ask him to come on the pod. And I don't remember what exactly he said, but when I mentioned that I knew James, he just like kind of laughed like in my face, <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't say that he would never come on the pod. So like I said, like, I feel like this is a long time coming. I mean, I love y'all, but really Chuck made this happen. Because he and, rolled you the best blunt ever, is that right? In life, <laughs> in life, bro, I smoke astronomical. Like I have glass tip hardware. Like, like it's crazy. Like my fucking weed setup is like the Corning cookware level of <laughs> weed. And when I found out that Backwood Chuck makes the finest three finger, three gram blunts, I'm like, yo, this guy. He's gifted, you know. Not everybody that looks like him rolls that type of blunt. He's bro. the rain man of weed. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something. If I wanted to, if if like, like in any capacity, get Chuck a hood pass, all I got to do is bring him to like Lafayette projects and have roll a back. It's done. Bring if him he to rolls one of those in the in the projects around my way, he's he's goat level. He's in forever. If you bring him to your barbershop, he'll be like canonized as a saint, bro. Yeah. I mean, this this guy They're is gonna have the, him next to the you know the the chart with the numbers. Yeah. He, I want the number twenty seven. So we get a chuck <laughs> on that yeah. with his fingers like this, like <laughs> crazy with a terrible mustache. Yeah, <laughs> but just for context, I just Mike, I went back in my Instagram history. I think I met you in 2014, and I remember because I was fucking just like when Chuck saw you come into the shop. I feel like there's a lot of guys that they when the first time they meet you, it's like a celebrity, dude. I mean, with, 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 with us, it's a little different because I think maybe the and it was mutual because when I like oh, when thank I was you. meeting That's people nice in that time, like y'all are guys to me because y'all are the ones that you know. Although I was outside on the front lines, like if it wasn't for guys like y'all the world in the, in the context of it wouldn't really know about the shit that we were doing. And you guys like being able to see that shit early, have it like even accepting me, like, you know, if you guys look at the normal fashion crowd that you guys back then would have written upon or, you know, intermingled with, they ain't, they ain't look like me. You know, sure. they wasn't walking, it wasn't aggressive. They wasn't out here beating yeah. motherfuckers up. Like <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't on that type of time. So for y'all to embrace me, and shed light on what I was doing and on the brands we were working on and, and, and always fuck with me. Like that shit to me speaks volumes. And like, Complex James kind of a, always been on that. Complex was kind of in the similar world where it's like, yeah. um, it, it, it was right before like high fashion and hip hop entered its current, you know, right. romantic, uh, fucking, uh, love child era. But like, yeah, it was the same thing. It was like, we weren't getting invites to shows or getting, you know, samples like Matthew yeah. Henson. It's like outsider outsider status yeah. on on different levels to some degree but like yeah i think it's like a, there's a kinship yeah there, yeah right? yeah and, and i think that that's why maybe like when we first link up it's like that energy is mutual and the energy of like connecting against to know each other off the phone you know is, is dope and i think that 
you and James definitely always stood out. And I see a lot of that in Chuck. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Good. He has a really good personality, good positive disposition. You know, he's, he, you know, as much as he could flex if he wants to, he's not a piece of shit. You know, and it's like <laughs> I fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't Respect. know about I don't know about Cheyenne yet, but we'll see. He's a good we'll boy see. too. He's a low key flexor. All right, yeah. is that the full fit check? Oh, yeah, oh, then the hat. We gotta do the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bandu hat. You already know. You know, new era collab. These might be coming out. Um, you know, trying to the satin. That's to, the satin joint, right? Satin joint. I'm trying to bring these back out, and that's it. And the, and, the, and the grip is Glock. And that's it. You, right. you put me on your Instagram right. story once and I got like only Austrian. I only buy Austrian <laughs> firearm. Yeah. I got a hundred DMs of people asking me if I could help them get you your hat. Oh, <laughs> oh there shit. it is. There it is. The, They're okay. The banana. The banana. That's, a, that's a clip. That's a clip. <laughs> it's a clip and a half. Yeah. Ex- extensions in my hair. Yeah. <laughs> I get my hair done like this and shit like <laughs> That's Damn. that's what that's your that's your type of banana bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the for the folks at home, uh, mainly also officers of the law, you're just gonna have to use your imagination. Okay. But you key to speak. All right, Mike. With the fit check complete, time to move into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. As you may or may not know, the three main subjects of this podcast, the only podcast that matters, are money, ching, meats and cheeks, sucking mm. and fucking. Mm. And most importantly, yeah. the goddamn motherfucking boys, Jimmy and Larry, ourselves. ourselves. Uh, we're going to start off with ourselves because that's clearly the most important topic. Um, Lawrence and I, I mean, uh, part of the fun dynamic that we have is that we have like these fundamental differences between us that will never be bridged, right? Like it's yin and yang, it's the duality of man. And one of those things is um, Lawrence is a Drake simp, right? I think... <laughs> I think that man up north, he makes some catchy tunes, some catchy pop tunes, tune, but overall, catchy tune. overall turbo corny. Uh, who do you agree with more? Uh, I mean, I understand both of y'all points. <laughs> um, you know, um, with Buddy, like, you know, anybody that doesn't understand that he's, you know, the biggest artist in, in hip hop, you know, you're lying to yourself. The music is catchy. I, you know, I, I love some of those club records and I'm in there drunk as hell singing to whoever wrote them as well. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like, you know, you could just like you guys have that, you know, the dichotomy of uh, of taste in yeah. him. You know, there's also the dichotomy like you can. I'm personally not a fan of the warrior, you know, shoot him up Montaigne, but I'm Ultra cool with like, the records, the records that hit are hits. So I can understand both of y'all points. Me personally, right? It's not what I go and automatically put on my playlist, but you know, I, you know, it's, it's a couple, as, a couple of joints get spun. As a famous non-capper yourself, it must be hard to listen to straight cap versus me, well, that, well, a full-time caperoni supreme. <laughs> it's easy money, you know what I'm saying? But that's the thing. It's like when you listen to Buddy, you can see the talent. You can see the influences and where he where, you know how he melds you know a lot of those sounds and where he pulls direction from and who he is you'd be like yo you know I, I, I get it but when he starts with the you know <laughs> starts name dropping people that we never heard of or don't <laughs> care about and we pop up at your block and like then it's like oh you know come on bro you know what, what do you mean? think his I've style? Been I've been there. I like yeah. I was there. Like, <laughs> I didn't see none of that. <laughs> what about his uh, personal style? What do you think of that? Is it also very chameleon? Mm, but in a pan- like in a way like, that panders. I, I mean, not not like you know. I, I feel like it's open knowledge that he doesn't really have any. Like nobody really looks at him for that, and that's fine. There's 
plenty of huge artists that don't really have any style. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's like all of them. Most, yeah, ninety nine percent. Yeah, so it's like why why put him under any more scrutiny? You know what I'm saying? I think that he got a lot better once that uh, once Milani started working with him. Mm. I think she's super talented and had a yeah, vision great. from New York. Like you know, she gets it. Sauce, she gets it. But um, at the end of the day is how you put it together. You motherfuckers could put a whole perfect fit on in front of you, like as far as you know, ready for you to wear. And if you don't know how to layer it, what to stack, what the yeah. what to pull out, what to leave in, and you can see that paint by number shit too. I mean, that's like the biggest problem in hip hop too, where it's like, all right, check off the three brands. Here's the outfit. Yeah, here's it doesn't your look Dior right. sneakers, your Amiri jeans, your yeah, hard right. tee, and your crossbody bag out the door. <laughs> yeah, mannequin shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Slightly related, but not really. Uh, quick question, just some housekeeping, real quick, because you know I'm I'm texting Shiv like every four months. I'm like, yo. <laughs> Yeah. When is Push coming on Throwing Fits? And I figured, like, while you're while you're with us, I might as well just ask ask you yeah. directly. When is Pusha T coming on Throwing Fits? He's he's even worse than me when it comes to shit because <sighs> the problem with the problem with Push is that people don't really know is like he's an actual, like he's a real asshole. Like he's a real <laughs> he's the nicest human when it comes to like humanisms. You know, when it's like old lady needing a, a bag carried, this motherfucker first dude to helps jump her cross the, the street. Oh, yo, this guy's, bro, he's puppy dog polite when it comes to the right room. But when it comes to, like, us and being cool and, like, he don't give a fuck. Hell hath no fury. Bro, this guy is, like, he does it to me. He does it to me. He'll call me at 8 in the morning. He's he very early, very, very early riser. Goes to bed at, like, 11, 10 latest, like, latest. Okay. But he gets up at, like, 7.30 in the morning, 8.30 on pre-workout and just starts fucking railing me out about something that I'm half a, I have no clue what he's talking about. And then he'll just be like, yeah, I, or I'm, I, I'm about to walk into the gym. And then I'm just like, yo, can I, he's like, click. Like before <laughs> I get one, like one thing that I needed to say or wanted to say or ask him his opinion about, it's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Do you think he would even have the attention span? Cause obviously he's clearly a busy guy to do like a two hour podcast. Is he, he doesn't, is he, if you notice, he doesn't really do podcasts. Like, right. I was going to say. He's done his drink champs and Joe Budden. And the Joe Budden thing was more of a like press thing to deal with the Drake backlash and put out right. the truth about what really happened. But um, he doesn't really do podcasts for that same reason. He doesn't yeah. feel like, what can his fans learn of him at this point? Uh, you know? Well, maybe if you have a great fucking time, maybe you can at least put in a good word with your yeah. fucking resident asshole buddy. It's not people going well have... so far, so I'm just... People want to know what underwear he's wearing. That's yeah, nice. exactly. And then, and, then he, and then he can hang up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, talk, let's, let's get back to uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Upscale Vandal. So... Ever since the dawn of time, man has pondered the big questions for millennia. Is there a God? Where does my girl actually want to eat? What is the meaning <laughs> of life? For us, the question we've been fucking asking forever since we've known you is what exactly does Upscale Vandal do? Like, what's your fucking day-to-day? How do you make money? You mentioned this agency. We're going to let you talk about it one time and one time only, but like, that's what people, everyone asks is like, what does he do? What does he actually yeah. do? That's the question that kind of uh, follows you around, I imagine, like for a yeah, long time. I mean, fucking I guess the short time. I guess the short and skinny of it is just like, I'm, you know, I'm a consultant. You know, we do a majority of the work we do is creative direction and, and marketing consulting. But we also do product development, brand development, retail strategy. We actually do all of the back end logistics shit that makes brands successful that people don't ever really know about on the public side. Right. You know, what what is the distribution strategy of a brand? You know, what is the um, what is the digital approach? you know, at retail for a brand, how, how do, how do, how do artists, um, take their, you know, music following and turn it into a lifestyle product following, you know, basically we're kind of like 
you know, we're the glue that keeps a lot of projects together. And um, that started, we launched the agency at like the end of 2013. I mean, end of 2014, beginning of 2015, like fully solidified. Prior to that, I was in mainly sales. You know, I, I, as you guys know, I co-founded On Noir with Curtains, Rob and Jason. And I handled all the sales, all the distro, a lot of the, you know, that part of the relations of the brand. Um, also did that for Billionaire Boys Club at, you know, also launched, helped launch Rock, you know, at Rock Plane, the Plains brand. So I guess at the beginning of my career, people kind of associated me with more of the like brass tacks of the fashion side. So moving once I packs, was there, literally moving packs. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the problem is that, you know, and I, you know, I don't want credit for it, but prior to On Noir, there, the melding of high fashion or designer fashion and streetwear wasn't as clear and concise, but more so it didn't have an actual genre. It didn't have a retail distribution space that stores could pull into and say, okay, well, this is what we're going to have in the, what we call our, what like Barney's used to call a French quarter, which was like, you know, Balmain, Saint Laurent, you know, the high, high end designers. And then there was contemporary menswear. And when we first launched, Everybody wanted us to put us in contemporary, but it's like, how are you going to put a two thousand dollar leather sweatpant next to a right. hundred and fifty dollar rag and bone jean? Like, it's not the same thing. And we help usher in. Prior to us, there was no off white. Right, it was still Pyrex. Prior to us, there wasn't Fear of God. Or prior to us, there wasn't Just Don. All of those brands that you know helped the movement of designer streetwear become the global, what it is now, which is the global running gamut of fashion, none of those were there. And we kind of took the brunt and the learning curve of doing runway shows and all of that shit. You walked on. so, so Off-White could run, so to speak. Like how much not credit, off-white, but, yeah, yeah, not off-white, yeah. Yeah. but how, how much credit should, cause I think on Noir is one of the, like James and I were on the ground floor. This is when we kind of met you. Yeah. This is like early, early. This was the twenty thousand dollar sweat, or just me, two thousand dollar sweatpant, leather sweatpant, the Kanye shit. That was like a, a meme. It was such a big deal. But I think people forget, like, how much credit do you think Anwar deserves for like literally creating the zeitgeist that we are all living in today and have been for a while? I mean, I wouldn't say we we created it because there was other brands in development as we were going. But as far as being the first to launch out there and to deal with Barney's and to deal with I mean, every retail store that carries designer high fashion in the what they call the mom and pop, like the independents, got all into all of that because of us. And I'm talking about uh, Amaminer, Exhibition, Cream, um, uh, Feature, every one of those stores, Unknown. They were just carrying like high end streetwear and trying to get into that. I credit James Whitner. Brock, uh, AJ from Feature, Dion Point from Concepts, all of those guys were actually going to Paris in 2011, 2012 together, trying to uh, lure brands in. Yeah, Joe from Oneness in Kentucky, all of those guys were going together and saying, we're one account. Like, if you guys open us, there's 60 doors that will take an order. It's like competing with a Barney's. Right. So... We were the first to say, listen, and a lot of people don't know this either, but when Anwar launched, the first five accounts that had Anwar also had to pick up John Elliott. And uh. at this time, John Elliott was only doing denim. 
Right. Right. A real a real throwing fit secret that nobody knows. Well, I mean, aside from the nucleus, is John and Rob actually co-founded a brand together. And that brand ended up splitting into two and becoming John Elliott and Anwar. Sure. So yeah, yeah. when I first started selling Anwar, Rob was like, yo, this is my really good friend, John Elliott. He used to work at G-Star or I can't remember what denim company he used to design for. He's making this really luxurious denim. And what was funny was... That was all John was making, right? That was it. Ah, here's the thing. So when they had made all the original samples for their brand, half of it was leather, half of it was waxed cotton, which was one of the things that we started was like, all of our expensive leather pieces had a counterpart that was a version of it with reverse French terry waxed in grading. Mm. And that shit became like, motherfuckers started waxing everything. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like everything. <laughs> like I can remember motherfuckers literally going to the Stuttersheim store and buying, or the Fall Raven store and buying that uh, wax. I was in Soho and motherfuckers was like, yo bro, I'm about to do the wax on my on the wall. I'm like, <laughs> You're gonna wax and on. We already sell that. Just buy that. Like, yeah. But yeah, like we, um, they Except split the, those samples, yeah. and Rob took all the leather pieces, and Jason took the wax Terry and the denim. So the first five accounts we sold was in Vegas during Agenda. I was still selling BBC, and I would sneak up to a private room at the Cosmo where I was showing on noir and I showed Robert Rosenthal from exhibition. I showed James Whitner. I showed all these accounts. Did BBC I, know that you were doing this or they had, they didn't, they know. didn't. I, I almost got fired for that until Jay found out. And then when Jay found out, he was like, yeah, fuck all that. And actually Jay put us, you remember, you guys remember Jay-Z did that Barney's collab and then it got quieted because there was like a racial scandal about a yeah, kid yeah, yeah. a Ferragamo belt yeah. that he was actually paying for. Yeah. I remember that. That whole thing got like, it suppressed Jay's collab because the, you know, people were going against Barney's at the moment. But I remember meeting Lucas Driver from Lon Vaughn, Alborel Vaz, Alexander Wang, the guys from Who's in Buzz. I met every, almost all of the creative directors of those brands because we had a private party at the 4040 to launch that campaign that it was just us. And then Jay had canceled all the press because of the backlash that sure. was going on. So we're just in a room and it's like me, Rob, Jason Curtin's, Beyonce, Jay-Z, and then, like, Alberto Baz and Luca, Lucas Driver are, like, in a corner somewhere. You know how, like, Luke, uh, Albert looks kind of like the penguin? So yeah, he's, like, yeah. ominously It's the, the Riddler corner. and the penguin with both them together, bro. bro I never thought of that. Yeah, that super good. Lucas yeah. looks like the, like the fucking Riddler, too. <laughs> but anyway, I met all these guys, and, bro, bro, I'm still on probation at this time. Like, I'm three years removed from prison. You know what I mean? And it's, like... I'm meeting these guys who are like astronomically up there to me. And I'm like, man, you know, I can't believe I'm in this room. But because of R&R, because of that collab and like Jay embraced us and was like, yo, I fuck with y'all. You could do BBC, you could do whatever. I don't give a fuck. As long as like you do your job in the he, day. And he saved your job because you were going to get fired. And he was like, damn. Emery did. Emery okay. told Jay and then Jay told Emery to tell yeah, them. That's a blessing day. from the top. That's like at that point, it's immunity, yeah. bro. Diplomatic yeah. immunity. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, going back to it, when you say how much credit we deserve, I don't want to say like, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but like we definitely took a lot of the brunt early on and yeah. we opened up people's palettes to being able to buy. I mean, I think the only brand that was in there and that did, like Marcona 3 used to be, you know, you guys heard of Marcona 3? No, that, that that's who was prior to New Guards Group. It okay. was Marcona Three, 
So they had Marcelo Boulogne and they had all of these things and they were trying to sell these stores. So like some of those stores had Marcelo, but then like the high end stores wouldn't want to fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it, we were in a weird place and I, I we helped break that barrier. And now it's like you walk into those stores and that's all that's all they sell. How much do you think the early hesitation was based around race or like the hip hop association? Because obviously like Kanye and, and Rocky and Chains are like early fans of Anwar, and then and then this Tishy again. This did watch the throne, and that's kind of a, yeah. But a besides Tishi and besides like Alexander Wang and and Lon Vaughn, because I remember they did they had like super popular sneakers. How much of like Europe European houses or stores were like whoa whoa whoa? We don't want like people that look like you in our stores necessarily. Well, like well, here's the, the brand. thing. Here's the thing, bro. All of those brands you just mentioned were still European run, European right. directed. The yeah, lookbooks yeah. were still all of that. We were the only ones that looked like the kids who were buying it. They were really wearing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And people didn't really understand that. People thought we had investors and we had, we had some billionaires behind us. And it's like, nah, bro, that was us. Motherfucking blood, sweat and tears. And like, I remember we got a lot of backlash because me and curtains used to be like street enforcers of the brand. Like if you were a scammer or <laughs> if there was an account stealing from the website, like we'd run down on you. We, we did it. And like, we'd go to trade shows and we see motherfuckers and <laughs> put motherfuckers under pressure. Like, because this was our lifeblood. This was like what we right. wanted to help change our lives. And, and it was on the trajectory to do that. And, and you, and you guys care so much, right? That's the thing also like, yo, shout out curtains, a uh, friend of the show. Also like you guys are such nerds with it, right? Like you care so much. So I can't even imagine what it was like to like Bro. think that you were fucking around with Anwar and they get that pressure applied by, by dudes. Who Bro, fucking, let me tell you something. Yeah. We were so passionate about that shit that when the bootlegs started, like, cause everybody started doing it. Yeah. We started doing like a uh, rap a lot street mixtape control where we'd go and like, <laughs> if it was some fake on our shit, we yanking that shit out the store. If we see you trying to PC, we on your Instagram. Yo, we on your head. Where you at? Pull up to Atlanta. We in Atlanta looking for motherfuckers. Like, bro, that shit was serious to us, right. man. How are we going to, we're developing a $2,000 sweatpants that takes nine hours in production of a, of a 10 piece line. Like, cutting, you know, it wasn't like machines and you're fucking making PU pleather sweatpants <laughs> to sell to fucking Rocco in Atlanta for yeah. 200 bucks. Joel Puma <laughs> wearing those. Not going down like that, bro. Joel Puma's not rocking those on sneaker shopping. It's Damn. not going down like that, bro. We need to put a uh, little, little bit of respect on Rocco's yeah. name, dude. Yo, Rob, big respect. That's my guy, but he wasn't getting... Sure, I know. Like, <laughs> it's a different... <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, yo, this kid's offering me leather sweats. They look like leather. It's whatever. Sure. 200 bucks. <laughs> well, I'm going to do the other ones. Too. I would have, like, if I'm Rocco, I'm going 200 <laughs> over 2002. I don't oh, know yeah. the difference. Nobody knew who, like, we right. were yet. You know what I mean? So it's economics. It, you know, at the end of the day, like, we, we, we took a lot of... The, bro, fashion. What about fashion week? It was like fashion week used to be like kind of let us in. Like when I say us, I mean us. Definitely not Chuck and Siam, but I'm just saying like <laughs> us, like we kind of would like you guys want one invite and it's like right. standing room only. Standing like, only, yeah, exactly. Bro, like, that bro. was begging. And it's like we had fucking bro, we had a show where the entire two front rows, this entire front row was every high fashion magazine editorial from Jim Moore to fucking um, bro, every every fucking purple magazine was there, and they were like going out of business at the time. Like, <laughs> it was nuts. And then the opposite side was like 
Amari Stoudemire, Victor Cruz, Two Chains, Meek Mill, Emery Jones, um, half the Billboard charts, and then two two of the biggest drug dealers in the East Coast at the end. Like nobody was melding that world, and we brought that shit. Now you look at fucking Paris Fashion Week. Yeah, it looks like fucking Art Basel. Right. And if you look at our Basel, it looks like the BET Award. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. We fucking started that shit, bro. And oh, I and, and 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 it it may sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I'm cool with that because at the end of the day, we 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 don't have we we're not at the the brand doesn't exist anymore. So right. like right. you know how the world is now. It's like momentary. Like you could be gone well, in two seconds. It could be erased from the books. Like it is now. Like. I guarantee Shyam had never heard of Anwar until this conversation. Sham, is that true? Sham, can you uh, can you confirm or deny? Um, no, man. Actually, I actually had, but I didn't. <laughs> <For real? laughs> Any of you guys? Yeah, yeah no. Okay, cool, cool. All right, cool. I might know. But you tell I, you tell. Yeah, average, no, I get it. You tell the average person they have no clue today. Like, no. Yeah. The relevancy is in question. Even if it was super impactful, it just gets buried by the sands of time. There's so much shit now, so I, I get couldn't have well, said it better than that. Well, Mike, so I think a, a common through line that is like just on repeat with you is that you're early or to some shit, or you co-sign some shit that isn't like of the moment, but is like bubbling up and, and eventually becomes what's the what's next becomes now. Mm-hmm. Is there? I mean, and Anwar is like the perfect example of that. But like, is there a brand, a brand or trend specifically you've been early on that kind of still irks you that you don't think you get like the credit you deserved for uh, making happen? Not like a brand you've, not even necessarily a brand that you've worked on, but like a trend or, or something that you've spread and kind of uh, influenced people to like get on board. Not because, um, because Anwar, the only reason I take that one to heart is because that shit was like our life, bro. Yeah. Like we were, we were going through it at the time. Like we weren't all in the best financial place. We were all really trying to make this shit like break the door down. And like we've sacrificed a lot and lost a lot. And I feel like that counts for, for the most. But after that, like the trend shit, bro, I'm going to keep it 100, man. You talk to people I went to high school with. Like I, like anybody that's known me since a teenager, like that's just what I've been doing, bro. Like yeah. bringing waves to the forefront is something that was instilled in me from young, from my big homies and my big bros that was like, always get on the next shit, always get on some new shit, always, always try to think ahead. And I don't want credit for that. All I want is the respect. Like I want... Respect and credit are two different things. Sure. Like, I don't want you to be like, oh, well, he did that. For, like, that's cool. Yeah. It's not always about who did it first. Sometimes people do it better than me if they if, if they jump on it. The one thing that does irk me, though, is like the disrespect when it's like, motherfuckers know I did something or 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 or, or I, I, I tried to push a movement forward and it got shunned in one direction. But then six months later, you know, it gets accredited to like the like the bottom tier of, you know, the quality representation of it. Sure. So, I mean, that's why I don't delve into, you know, who gets credit. Like at the end of the day, I might always just, just like say a little barb to, you know, to the peoples and, and then do my little tweets, but that's just natural. Like when you've gotten as many waves stolen from you as, as I have, like that shit becomes, you know, haphazard as part of the job. So I'm cool with that. You know, I, I don't, there's so many trends that I've started that I don't get the credit for that that's fine with me as long as you just don't disrespect. Like, it's personal growth. That, you come to accept best, it. 
And it's the yeah. best part of following uh, Mike on IG because you see something on his IG, whether it's Amiri or Chrome, and you're like, this will be hot in the streets in T-minus two years, and you can set your fucking clock to it every yeah. single time. Yeah, like I said, as long as they respect it, I'm cool because, you know, like I said, the ones that matter, no. You know what I mean? Like you, people that see and people that understand. And, and I mean, look at even Chuck, like patron of the new. Nobody was shocked, bro. Facts. By the way, oh. Noir, patron of the new, was... Uh, uh, only had seven brands when we picked them up. Like, that was it. It was seven brands. It was Odin Vok, Rick Owen Dark Shadow, Us, uh, Mugler, um, it was some other obscure incense company that made <laughs> chalk line t-shirts. Sure. I remember that vi- very clearly. It was so odd. <laughs> like, yo, this shirt is chalk lined. Right. So as you perspire, the Ew. Like wrinkle of the shirt. I'm like, yo, this this is way too right. This is way too fashion for me. Sure. Um, but yeah, like nobody was nobody was shopping at Patreon. Like that landscape looks time. very different. I'm not now. saying we're the reason that it happened, but like, no. but Chuck could tell you, motherfuckers know how many people I brought to that store and told about that store and posted that Chuck? store. What I was what I was gonna say when you were talking about just like the Anwar like being early on is like I remember when I started at Patreon, I was doing all the ecom, and I was like. Yo, like we're getting all these on noir orders on the website. Like, where where is it downstairs? Like, I don't see it upstairs or whatever. And so, like, I just I remember that was when I learned about on noir. Just being like, wow, like there's a a lot of people still looking for this and still copying it. And like at the time, like I was like, oh, yeah. like we have our Amiri sections like thirty five feet by fifty or whatever, and you and you don't see on noir up here. But like then I kind of learned. Then everyone taught me like, oh, on noir was like way predated all this you know what i mean so that was like kind of my introduction to it yeah yeah yeah. like you know patron is an amazing store i love jonathan i love his mother i love the fam like they're amazing people will always have a tight relationship i'm so happy that they're the number one store in new york uh, you know killing it as far as like volume selection insane accessibility They've bro, like seeing them grow into what it is is it's amazing. I love those guys. It's a they're like a monster. They're like a mon they're one monster of retail in like that's like it's insane. And that's a vision they've had, you know. That's a vision they've had. I remember me and John was like, yeah, John would be like, yo, you know these do you know this brand? Can you call this brand? Is there a brand that, that you want to see? And like I've brought brands there and I've hit them to brands and like they're always ahead. They're always trying to get uh you know, ahead of the curb and, and even in their buying selection, like now they buy everything cause they have to, but back then, like they always had the right colors, the right assortment. And that's a big part of, of retail. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why the actual buying. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that most of the design of stores that faltered and have died wasn't just because of the way commerce is changing, but it's, it's their inability to adapt to product select selection and assortment yeah. and speed to market and, and adapting to what brands were going to really fill out as collections. Um, you know, and I think patron does that really well, but so it's like um, a failure of merchandising and buying and like the actual brass. Yeah, that, that, because most people are like, yo, Barney's closed because nobody's shopping anymore. That's, that's bullshit. It's not, it's not true. It didn't fail because people aren't going outside to shop. Look at the line outside of patron. Yeah. The only place during a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but then that there's a reason for that. If they can do it, what are they offering? Yeah, sure. So it's like um, with Barney's, I remember speaking to Ju Wu and to Wanda Cologne, who were the the buyers of designer and contemporary at the time. And like, they didn't even know, like they didn't as much respect to them, by the way, because they're visionary. 
but they just didn't even know what was coming as far as branding and y- the youth culture being so into designer. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, I feel like retail and the strategies that, that, that come with it, like are just as important as any of the marketing or who's wearing it or whatever it be. And, and, and like patrons definitely was ahead of that curve. So, you know, as far as wave creating, you know, like that's, 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 that's all I want is just the respect for the detail and the time that's put into fucking making sure something bangs because it's not just like I see something and it's like, Oh, this is going to bang. And then hope it, hope it like I'm looking at all of the things that like Micah Miri, when I, you know, I wore Micah Miri way before anybody. Right. But that's because when I saw what Amiri was doing and where he was coming from, where he was designing, I was like, yo, bro, this motherfucker can't fail. Like he's not going to fail because he's going to get carbon poisoning in his lungs from being in that basement. <laughs> like he has to mid the shit got to work or he's going to die. Like right. he was putting his life on that. He's leaving it all out on the field. You know how to spot bro, he winners. Was. He was. You know how to he spot was winners, fucking... Mike. Huh? Um, and yo, I mean, you're, you're a veritable encyclopedia of just like nonstop knowledge and, and darts, you know, built up through decades of experience. But like, if you had to take a step back and, you know, like kind of top five dead or alive it, like who are your favorite brands of all time? Not at the moment right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I you know, because just like Mark like, forever. Exactly. Mount, you're Mount Rushmore. Yeah, even yeah, if Ralph you're not Lauren, right now, like, who's in the Raptors? Ralph, Ralph Lauren. Lauren always Ralph Lauren one. Um, the source. Brands or designers? Brands, right? Or, or I don't know. Or, I, yeah. Or, yeah. But, Maybe uh-huh. a design. Designer and like if you're picking Eddie, yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna pick Eddie. Eddie yeah, we gonna pick Eddie, but okay, but um, all right. So for sure, one is 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 Ralph and Low. Um, two is Bape because that was the era that ushered me into collectism and otakuism and following and really obsessing over the culture. The nerd shit, yeah. yeah, like early on. So Bape definitely Nigo um, era, oh, like yeah, real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should change my life. You know, that should change my life. That big um, interior keeps going. Yeah, well, so what, can you explain <laughs> the, the custom car? What exactly James is talking about? Just real quick. Going to get a shout out. Yeah. So my, the second car I ever purchased um, was a 2007 Dodge Charger in 2007, which at that time was like, oh my God, you got the car of the year. Like the new you know, tra- it was like, the, it was like the redesign or the relaunch or whatever. Right. Did you buy it yeah. in cash or I did not. I did. I, I, oh. I the regular good old financing. Oh. I still had credit. I had like credit. I was actually a smart trapper. Like I had a gold. <laughs> like I had a gold Amex. It was lit. Um, the, we, I bought the car. It was all white Dodge Charger. And I was like, yeah, I can't like, first of all, Magnums were the shit. You remember Magnums? Like Dodge Magnums? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Birdman era. Everybody oh, had yes. that. Yeah, dude. So I'm like, yo, this car is about to blow up in the streets. And as cool as I was for having one at the beginning, I was like, yeah, I got to customize it. It's, it's like, it wouldn't be me if it wasn't customized. I was like, what do I do? At this time, I was the god at Bape. You could ask Kevin. You can ask, <laughs> you can ask the entire Bapes, Cole, Whitney, every first Kid Bape Cuddy. employee. <laughs> was Kid Cuddy there? No, actually, I got a huge Not? Kid Cuddy story. Okay. I knew Kid Cuddy when he worked at Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. Ask him. I no, I never even heard because the whole thing that Scott worked at the Babe store, but I never knew about A and F. He he did on Broadway? On on 91 Green Street. Was he the shirtless model out front? Bro, he wasn't cutty at the time like that. Yeah, no, I know, I know. No, but he's hot. Like, did he Uh, flex outside? (laughs) Nah, he was yo, 
bro, if I, if I, I got to tell you how to kick Cuddy stories one day because they're real. I'm talking about real life, like real life. Like put it like this. My best friend who was like my brother in high school was the one who DJed and put together the Dot the Genius and Cuddy tape that had Day and Night on it, which they ended up taking to Plain Path. Right. Like that's how close we were like there. Like put it like this. The last time I saw Cuddy, I saw Cuddy twice before he became like famous, famous because we all had fell out. And one of them was at a party in Brooklyn pre, this is pre full gentrifying Brooklyn where one of his friends got murdered in front of the, in front of the party. And we like walked out, like there was a shooting at the party. We're holding, we're like, we're holding this back room. It was in a basement. And like when we spilled out, Cuddy and everybody's like panicking and we're like pulling towards my car and there's a the homie body right in front of my car. Cops tape off the shit. They had pulled up in two seconds. Cuddy's like fucking bawling, tearing. Like shit was a, a wild time, bro. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is real Dude. shit. I'm telling you. Now, now there's bro, a fucking, now there's a frozen yogurt place there. Yeah, yeah now, exactly. Now, now Starbucks. Starbucks. Those are fucking Starbucks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, okay, so you're getting the, how, tell us how you got the charger. Yeah, so we got good. So the charger's coming, whatever. I'm like, yo, I, I can't just tint the, yo, give me a cup of that. It was like, yo, I was like, you know what? Yo, I got to fix this shit up. But what do I fix it up? It's like, bait. So first thing I did was the seats. Found the upholster. Um, he was like, yo, I can embroider it, but it's not going to come out like this. I was like, nah, I'm going to go and buy four bait Pat, like jackets with the patch so you can cut them out and that's what he did he bought i bought uh four there was four this these these pullover hoodies that had a bape head in white and uh embroidered on the sleeve and it had the old i think i had like an old three or something here and i it were like 240 i bought four of them and i he reupholstered my entire interior in black custom leather with white piping and put the bape head patches Fire. seamlessly into the back seats uh, I also did the um, the logos, you know, where the like Dodge logo in the front and back is. I had a company in Florida called Billet Technology make me custom bait heads. Wait, what was it called? Billet Technology. Billet okay. Technology, yeah. Sounds incredible. <laughs> um, they're big now, actually. They do all oh, of really? the like custom work for like mansory kits and shit like that. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, got the lo- we got the logos done um, for the front end car. And then I was like, damn, how do I continue to take this shit to the next level? And it's like, uh, one of the kids that worked at the store who will go on name unmentioned because he was never supposed to do this. And then from what I understand, he got fired for it. But I had the DVD that used to play in the store. <laughs> Remember the, the DVD I used to play in the store? Yeah, yeah. Wow. On the TVs, it was just like changing graphics. Right, right. I had that DVD playing on all the five TVs in my car. So, <laughs> so he stole the DVDs for you, which were not, one, which were promotional, not even. One that they play in the store. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then. Burned you a copy. <laughs> No, he gave me the one. Like, oh shit! That so was they, the store. Yeah, they when, it com- when, when it comes when it comes time for you to like, yeah, when it comes time to move on and like, how do you flip? Who do you sell that car to? Did you like? I was in the Bronx it? because I was going to jail. So oh, <laughs> he okay, gave me okay. just fine. respect. Shout out, cash. The right. car was already his price to move. Took a stupid law, dummy loss. Right. And the car alone was, I think, like thirty four at the time or something like that. Uh, and I think I might've got like 19 with all of the accoutrements I put in, which was another 30 Damn. grand in rims. TV. Is it still out there? Do you think the bait no, mobile is still out there? I would love to find out. Yo, if anyone has a lead fit. on the bait mobile. strong throwing fits is audience. Yo, yeah. We well, have I bought my babe car in 2009, uh, yeah. 2008. Holla. I want to see it. 
there's a prize included. <laughs> you get a free ass whooping. <laughs> we famously we famously have 18 million listeners, so I think we'll be able to track it down. Express is that a real metric? Well, no, oh, maybe okay. yes. maybe over time. Yes. Yeah, maybe you can after make the, you can make the numbers. It is. Spotify. You can make the numbers. Yeah, say anything Spotify. Remember. We're getting 18 million yeah. followers. Yeah, give us that. We need that Rogan money. All right, so we got Ralph. Uh, oh yeah, Babe. Ralph. Babe. Ralph. Jeez. Um, good tangent. Ralph. Babe. Man, this is a good question. Uh, Lon Vaughn. I've always been a, when I first met Lucas, I went crazy, bro. Like I got a picture of him. I didn't, at that time, I was I ain't asked nobody for pictures. Like I, and in that comfort space and. Um, so Lon Vaughn is definitely would be three. Um, four would be Eddie. Just mm. you know, what's your favorite Eddie era? D- definitely Dior. First Eddie Dior. Like you know, um, man, I remember buying my first Clarmark jeans, and I was just like, you don't know what these are. Like everybody, I'd go to like you don't know. Like you see that fucking rip right there? <laughs> That's a seven hundred. Dollar rip right there, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that was different. Like that turned me into like a, a real obnoxious person. Turned um, into a savage, dude. Yeah, so um, I, I would say I would say four is Eddie, and then five, um, hmm, man. To be honest, I'm gonna say all noir, yo. I'm gonna just put that because it was a time that like, I wore a lot of shit. We thought of a lot. I, I I was able to get off a lot of looks, like. And things by telling Rob that I wanted to do stuff. And like, you know, Rob was genius. And I think Gone Noir is definitely one of my own. It's, it was successful because we all loved it as much as, as consumers, as much as we would as owners. Like when you saw us, we were all wearing the brand. You know what I mean? Sure. And like, That's the approach James and I take when we make our merch. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, For us, by us. You guys are the only ones that wear it. Not right. just right. Yeah. Well, yeah it okay, also right, it also right. made for a minute there made New York Fashion Week actually exciting and like yeah, respectable. And then also I another thing that I think uh, it kind of influenced is is it brought a lot of energy and dangerous. It brought some uh, some energy and creative energy to L.A. Right. Like look at they're based on our based yeah, in L.A. The right. L.A. Like, look like Rob. Yeah. The L.A. look. That's what Rob like was the new rap for. rock star shit. Yeah, that was Rob's, bro. Rob was doing that 2010. was like, yo, I want, you know. And Eddie's one of his favorite designers as well. So of course. I yeah, yeah, took a sure. lot of that, like, you know, that uh, those errors and, 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 and replicated and wanted to perfect that. And I think, like... There's a lineage there, right? Because even, like, Amiri is part of that. Well, Amiri, and, and, and I think and John Elliott. Perfected yeah, I think yeah. perfected it, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. as much as I know you guys might not wear his stuff... Right. People hate because it's so perfectly one for one, right? No one's ever distilled it so perfectly. And I think that's what bothers some people. I mean, frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get that. And I respect that. But at the end of the day, it's like, to me, bro, like fashion will always have that like polarizing effect. And you got to respect both sides of it because I understand both of those sides. Like Amiri is one of my favorite current designers. He's one of my favorite people and deserving. I think Mike is so deserving of his wins. And that's a big plus because I don't think a lot of designers now are. Mm. Um, and, you know, I was early on his shit. I don't wear his shit as much anymore because, again, of that same problem. Like, yeah, I was early, but if I pop out in something now, what distinguishes me from Quavo? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's under the radar right now that, that uh, you currently have your eye on? Not to give away all your secrets or anything, but, you know. You mentioned it's bubbling up right now. brands if you want to. That was, oh. yeah, that Patriot, was you're saying designers? Yeah, or brands. Yeah, designers, oh, brands. Man, who's I mean, under the radar right now? 
Bravado is the next the next best designer. Bravado, Murder Bravado, Who Decides War. Um, definitely Patriot, one of my favorites. That's who makes the tea, right? You were saying? Yeah, I mean they make a whole brand. Show me that, yo, give me that bag. Um, they make they make a gang of shit and they're fire. Um, it's on the it's on the bike. Um uh who else? Um I think uh what's that brand Valet Lives, Va- Valet Lives, where they do like those those embroidered like herringbone embroidered uh full sweaters. You haven't seen those? Oh, no. You guys. You guys do like references on the on a on on this. You know, y'all don't have a chat reference on this? Uh there's a chat function on Zoom. Um but uh ballet. Uh you guys haven't seen this. I'll show you the sweater and you'll be like, Oh, I think I've seen this before. Okay, maybe I have seen that before. It's like these uh it's it's kinda like this like uh what I what I think it's called blanket embroidery. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a, that's like a thing that people are doing. Yeah. Like yeah. really, I mean, they were a little early on it. Embroidery blanket style in like hoodies and jackets. Yeah. That's crazy. They were a little yeah. early on there. I, I think they're super sick. Um, uh, what else? Man, there's so much, there's so much fire shit that I think is, is up and coming in like, um, uh, Oh, Justin war, man, man, ju- my man, Justin war, the, the fu- like his denim shit is coming. You guys seen those jeans I posted with the fuck you on the, yeah, the embroidery. Yeah, yeah. Like he has some fire shit. Also, with the like the the released hands. Yeah, that's right? just like one thing that you know, like one item in a big collection that he has that I think is fire. Who else? Um uh oh uh this kid, uh uh gallery department, I think is oh the, yeah, they're the, blowing up the, I mean yeah. gallery. He just had a whole profile in the New York Times. Oh, right, that's crazy, yeah. yeah. So all those brands I think are the next wave. Um and then like beneath them there's a bunch of young kids doing some fire shit that like I'll pop out soon. Um, but those, those will be the starting five of the next, the next generation. All right. Keep your do eye you out. Like, do you like being, um, like somebody who, who can put on, cause that's the thing, right? This is a slippery slope of like influence, right? You don't want to like step out and look like fucking Quavo, but at the same time you want to put on these young kids and give them a platform, fucking put some, you know, dollars in their pockets. Like it, uh, how do you reconcile like that? Because at a certain point it is like, damn. Well, I mean, one of the things that, one of the things I deal with a lot is like, especially like going back to talking about like biting waves and people copying fits and whatnot. Like, no matter what, motherfuckers ain't gonna put it together like me. Period. Like, Fair. you know, nobody's gonna like that. And that's our job as, you know, enthusiasts is like, if you have a piece or if you bought, like, I remember me and Gene always used to talk about Dries because Dries is one of my favorite brands and Dries is one of my favorite designers. Um, he'd be number six on that list we were talking about. Um, but, me and me and G, me and G and have the same affination for Dries, but we never look the same in any of the pieces. And well, I nobody G never looks like anybody that's <laughs> ever existed on the planet Earth. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, look at all the brands that he wears that we love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That you know how how well can you distinguish? So you know, as far as like being cautious, personal style. The, yeah, that's what you're talking the, about. Yeah, one of the things I do though is like if it's an up and coming designer. Like I might be wearing it outside a lot, but I'm not gonna post it and tag yet because here, here's here's a little thing that like I I've been telling people the past year, you know, publicly because they've asked is like when you want to support something as an influencer, you want to post and you want to promote, like you always get that yo bro, I send you a pack, you post my shit, yo bro, I got like bro, listen, first of all, that in is the worst type of marketing you can get. 
And let me tell you why. As an up-and-coming designer, you have no fucking idea what the spotlight can do to you. Hmm. And depending on the attention that you get and from who, and if you fumble that bag, oh, it sure. can be clipped for you. So when an up-and-coming designer is like, yo, bro, all I need you to do is wear my shit. It's like, all right, let me ask you a question. Let's say I wear this shit, get a stupid fit off, tag you, <laughs> comment, tag in the comments, reposting the stories, 5,000, 6,000 likes, going bonkers, and you get 400 orders overnight. Can you fulfill? Yeah. What happens? Then you become antisocial where it's like, yo, this motherfucker doesn't ship. Fuck him. I'm going to kill this bitch. He owes me <laughs> 10 orders. That's what happened with yeah. our boots. <laughs> our boots went too crazy. Bro, yeah. that's a real thing. Yeah. So it's like now as a designer, you're like, fuck, these customers, they don't take it. Like now you're on the offensive. Yeah, and it's right. like, yo, you're not even speaking the right language. Because you, need the you, slow, you need the slow build. You need the slow, slow yo, the light, build. Listen, man, the light can crush you. You got to know when that spotlight is ready, bro. And, then, and I'm not saying mine. I'm just saying in general. Because the problem is with influence and with real influence, and I hate the word influencer because I don't consider them influencer, but at the end of the day, bro, the real influence is when somebody posts something or when somebody wears something, who does that network of people adhere to? So if I wear something, there's times where I'll pop something on and push her, call me like, yo, what's that? Send me that. Mm. Now you got put, now you got a bigger spotlight or sure. Balvin will call me and be like, yo, what's send me that. Now Balvin, like now the you got 44 spotlight. million. Yeah. Spot, like, yo, so you don't know where your shit could sprout. So don't Did ask, you put, yo, even my homies, like some of my friends be like, yo, why you don't wear my shit? And I was like, bro, you're not ready. Right. Not ready. Like, <laughs> get your shit right. And then, like, I'm get trying your to operation in order. Game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I give you free game. Like, get your shit together in every sense before you feel like you want to go promote. Promoting is the last part, bro. Get right. your get your house in order. You know what the I mean? Final piece. What was the, the last? What was the last brand that uh, either Push or Balvin called you up and like, what was that? What is that? I need it. Mm. And did you put Push onto uh, Lueve? Not, I mean, me and Pusha put each other on everything, but that's one of the things about having somebody who, you know, you know, our styles He's watching you. They're not similar, but they but they have like they they, they have a mimic in, in 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 pieces, and I think that's one yeah. of our respects is our love. Like when we're on tour, that's all we do is we go eat, we go shop, and then show eat, shop, show eat, shop, show every city, and it's like, um, you know, hold on a second, I got I got a guest, y'all doing a podcast. What up, Doug? Doing, okay. doing a podcast. You good? Hey, hey, I sent you a text of numbers. Take a look at the numbers. I'm gonna look at them right now. It's Emery, y'all. I say what's up, oh, yeah. Emery. What up? Hello, Emery Jones. How are you, sir? Salute. Salute. You working out? I just finished the boxing, so I'm gonna get my drinks in, then I'm ready to do the animals with her. All right, love. I hit you. Like. Peace. Um, sorry about that. Y'all cut that out. On horse. Um, um, no worries. Um, we probably won't. <laughs> Nah, it's, I mean, shit, it's cool. Um, but what, what, what were we saying? Um, we were talking about... Who, who's the last brand? Or what, you, like, what was the last, last brand that you put oh, yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah, so, so yeah, T, me and T will go back and forth. But I think the last thing he called me for that he said he wanted was uh, the, the Buteros, the Butero clear Japanese-Italian sneakers. They're like, did you guys see those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he called me, he's like, yo, what, what the fuck is that? I'm like, it's Butero. He's like, yes, give me a, give me a pair. <laughs> So he never posted them, obviously, because sometimes he'll do it in the comments. And that's what I love about T is like, he'll be like, yo, like, I need these before anybody in the comments or like reply. Right, right. And so, but because what waves haven't we got from him? You know what I mean? Sure. That motherfucker started, you know, it's like, 
him and the he's part of that Pharrell nucleus that were like always ahead, always wearing, you know, always ahead of shit. Yeah. That's the um, center. That's the center of the universe. Yeah, I mean, we got into JW and Loewe heavy at this around the same time, so we trade pieces. He called me, but like, yo, you. But one of the things that people when we were back when we just ro- I want to rewind back to the credit thing. Yeah, the only thing I ever want credit for in fashion. Like I'm gonna say when I say credit, like the word credit, people credit is the fact that dog, I'm three times all of y'all size, <laughs> all of y'all. I'm I'm bro, I'm four times all of y'all size, bro. Don't how can y'all compare when like, and that's a personal thing, right? Because I could be like, yo, you could lose weight, you could get skinny, you're gonna die. I was like, bro, as a human, like I'm six one two fifty. Even if I lost weight and got in shape, I'd still be in a two twenty range. Like, fam. Right. You know how hard it is to get shit to my size? Sure. So why can't like, these NBA you know, players dress well disability. then? <laughs> Bro, they just, that, that shit just started. Yeah. Brands making NBA rapper fat trapper sizing. That's a now. <laughs> <laughs> trapper <laughs> size <laughs> grip. Bro, because that's where it comes from. Just so y'all know, the streets is always the influence. Right. Always. The streets are always going to be dope boys and real street motherfuckers always going to be the influence. Period. And that shit trickles up into rappers, rappers into athletes, athletes into everybody, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, however it go. But that's the food chain. <laughs> yeah. The street motherfuckers are always it. And that's where that that's where that comes from with me. And as far as, you know, sizing, bro, like, bro, I have Chanel menswear that's cut for me, like my size. Like, like in Paris at the Coutier, like cutting placket jackets. I'm I have one of one Chanel pieces. Like that shit, bro. Finding mm-hmm. some of the shit I have in my size is definitely not easy. And I feel like that's the only thing I want credit for. It's like I compete with skinny motherfuckers and I'm hey a fucking 5X in French. You got the heart, dude. You have the heart. You're like the Rudy, dude. A, you have the I'm a 9X in Euro size. <laughs> Can you even win, bro? How do you even wear Japanese brands? This, you is, look this, kid, this right? is what I'm trying to say. Like, Damn, yeah. I got the I've had my Visvim collection in five. If I ever wanted to do Grailed or any of those other things, I'd be shitting on all the large. <laughs> like you just click, you know, I was like, I was all the filters, like click double yeah. X and whatever. I just be all my shit because it's like, bro, all of that shit, all of that shit is shit that I've had to like, bro, it's so hard to get. I'm at, and then on top of that, I gotta get shit first, like early, and then it gotta be the big size. So that's the only thing I want credit for in the future. All, right, all the all the big all the yeah. big boys out there who are doing it right, you, you give your credit to Mike because he's the pioneer. Um, but yo, Mike, so not only like obviously adding more and adding more and adding more is important, like learning the new stuff, learning the new stuff, but it's also super important to learn when to subtract. And you tweeted today, Wednesday, October, I don't know, uh, that you were not taking Jordan ones into twenty twenty one with you. What happened exactly that kind of ruined them for you? I went on Twitter. <laughs> like, bro, it's just like... The timeline fucked it up for you. Yeah. Yo, bro, how many fucking Jordan 1s can you drop? What was it today? Like, like the, the silver, fucking, like a silver yeah, colorway? Yeah, the women's silver toe. That was the one that was just like really silver toe. It's like black toes, toe, pink toe, athlete's foot. Like, when is the <laughs> fucking green toe... When is the gangrene one dropping where it's like a see-through toe box and it's like, yo, right. I can't, bro. I can't. Too like, much. And what's funny, 
and you know, it's like I just and this is coming from a man with what thousands of Jordan ones. This is I saw you on IG just, just like two weeks ago. This is coming from a man who just put a Jordan one, who's about to put a Jordan one into the market with Jay Balvin. Oh right, okay, yeah. Like we have a shoe dropping soon. Like you know, it's a Jordan one, but that was his dream and his choice and his thing, and I respect that. I can understand why he'd be want to be the first Latino artist with a Jordan one. Right. And if, you're gonna, and if you're gonna have it, and if you're gonna drop a Jordan one, it might as well be significant, not just another whatever retro. Yeah, me, or personally, color. though, like even that shoe, like it's, it's, I'm, I'm honored. It's a blessing. I'm super, like, sur- it's super surreal that I had anything to do with the release of a Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, I've consult at this point. I've consulted for every footwear brand. Every, everyone <laughs> pays them. the best. <laughs> I mean, Puma pays the best, but more so because what I get compensated for there yeah, also do work. It, no, it also matches the level of power and access I have. Oh, okay. So yeah, like Nike, could just may have given, Nike, Nike may have given me a bigger check at one point, but I don't have no power there. It's like sure. dealing with a machine that doesn't understand. Adidas is the same thing. Adidas is giving me multiple checks. I've right. done, bro. I, I've even done an Under Armour. <laughs> consultation and that shoe sold out you know steph curry luck shoe concept i mean again all of that to say that like as much of an honor it is i'm still a consumer so yeah the shoe is right there it's hallmark i can't wait to wear it in 2024 2023 but next year bro i'm off that bro i can't if i see another fucking weird storyline color mock-up description of a jordan one i'm gonna I'm going to off myself, bro. What do you think about the fakes? What do you think of the, 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 the rep I'm is cool trend with dunks and with John I'm ones? I'm cool off those. I've always been cool off of like customs and I don't. This would be real. I don't, I don't, I think I might have pushing it, pushing it out of 2000, out of 1500 pairs of sneakers that I own. I might have five customs. Okay. Maybe. That's not for, it's not for you. Never caught my attention. Custom like, replicas. If it's not the like, real thing, you don't care. Shoes surgeon. That's the you know that's the, you know Balvin and him and that's the homie and everything. But I don't have any of that. All right. What about uh? You said the same thing. You said the same thing with Chrome Hearts. You're not taking Chrome Hearts with you oh, next year. Listen, that's was it. Drake did Drake ruin it for you? Nah, it's everybody. That's how he ruined bro, it for me. It's just, it's just, it's everybody, bro. It's like it's cooked. It's a fucking. It's not yo. And it was crazy. Here's the crazy shit about the Chrome aspect of it is that. Even in like the early phase, it's been dead for three years, two years. But I was still pushing through because I was able to use that. You know that logic that fashion motherfuckers use? Like, well, they don't got this one. Well, they don't got this. And you start using those little, well, mine actually has the hardware. Like last year I was telling motherfuckers, if your chrome doesn't have any chrome on it, it's not chrome heart. It's like, <laughs> if you have no hardware or no metal aside from that little button on your shit, it's not chrome heart. Like... My shit has chrome. It's like zip, double zip. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can show you pieces that is the piece. But even that now is like, now it's like how many fucking colors on the jeans? Like, yo, bro, shout to Clement. Shout to Rooster. Like, if I really wanted to do that. You could do that. Go crazy. <laughs> even your non-chrome go, bro, says chrome. Go, listen, I'll go nuts. But <laughs> at this point, only thing I do is the house goods because like I've been using my house smells like Chrome Hearts incense for the last five years. You can, you can ask Tito, you can ask Clement, you can ask anybody. 
I've been buying Chrome Hearts incense before they started making the candles and the smells. And what's crazy is most people don't even know that you could have bought it before because the only way to have got to buy the incense from the stores is to buy the holder. You know that? Like there's a holder. Oh, it com- and it comes with it. The only way to get the incense is to buy the holder first and it comes with 10 sticks and then you can buy the refills once your account has oh. that you've bought the holder. Right, so right. You, don't, you didn't have to buy a, a new holder every time. You don't, you're not the proud owner of like a hundred Chrome Hearts incense. But you have to buy one, holders. but you have right. to, yeah. no, I have three holders, Entry. but they're small. Entry. Sure. But you have to buy one. They won't sell you the sticks if your account doesn't what's have it. What's it smell like? What are the top notes? Spicy rigatoni? <laughs> what's, the, what's the chrome heart scent? It smells like the chrome heart, the, the carbon like Yeah, but I can't, like that, can't recall it. It's like that oud wood mixed with like a sweet, there's like a sweet backdrop to like a burnt wood. Mm. It's sharp. But like that's all I burn in the crib. And, you know, I'm still going to use the house things and the candles. Do you have any ridiculous shit like a, a plunger or like any a mouse trap? I bought the bat and I never got cleared on it because I bought the the ebony one. Uh, there's, there's three, what about the the Birkenstocks? Those are fire. Those are doesn't matter shit they make that's fire. But like I wanted house, but now I can't even, bro. Like so what are you gonna do, dude? Now like go to, what are you, you gonna do with all guys, your any guy's house? Say it again. What are you going to do with all your old shit? Like all your old Chrome once you get off any wave, really? Well, I don't do sell any. I mean, Lawrence knows. I don't sell any of my no. clothes. Like, yeah, I, I know. Like, <laughs> I remember Lawrence telling me I should do a grail thing. And I was just like, yo, I don't do Why? Shit. Like, <laughs> all right, I so how bro, much? If y'all saw my crib, like if y'all saw how much clothes I've had from 2004 still, I'm a hoarder, bro. Hoarder, it's bad. Do you I feel, feel materialistic? Like, say it again. Are you materialistic? Yeah. I mean, we all are to some degree, but do you think like, are, are you like, yo, I might have a problem? Um, yeah, I would say so. Like how much money do you think you spent on clothing in your lifetime? <laughs> this has got to be an all time record. We got to start asking people this question. Yours has got to be millions of dollars. I, I can't put a number on it. The current record for guests is a million. The current record for guests is a million dollars. I'm over. Think it's I'm a, over you think it's over? He's over, over a million. Jacket. Yeah. I have one jacket that's 10 bands. I, you know, I have <laughs> multiples like that. Like I have, uh, I mean, do the shoes. If you say shoes, yeah. I have, I just recently moved. So I was able to finally consolidate, give away clothes. If I have 1500 pairs of shoes, right. And let's say every shoe at box price is 120. What's that? That's just, oh, you know what I'm saying? Math. Sean, do the math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm bring that up. That's a lot. But this is, I'm just saying, this is just shoes. Right. So never mind how many pairs of thousand dollar jeans do I have? I have at least 30 right now. You have $180,000 retail sneakers at retail. Just in Jordan ones. That's just Jordan ones. 180 (laughs) just on shoes at retail. So not your airbags and all that shit. You're 18. I have shoes that are. You're 18% of the way there. 20,000, 15,000. You have a crazy sneaker. Um, And then the jeans, like. Look at jeans. I have over 200 pairs of jeans. Easy. Like not even counting in my head. Like here in this closet right here, I have 70 pairs. You're, of you're in your jeans closet. With an arm's yeah. reach. And, and guess what? Right here, I'm counting with tap. Yo, pass me these five, these jeans with tag. <laughs> <laughs> There's 3,000. Look, that's tagged. Yeah, bring me those. That's tagged. He's talking on a jeans phone. Imagine a stack of money, but it's just there jeans. Too, it's all yeah, it's a block of denim. <laughs> This is almost two grand right here. Dior's with the tag. Oh, yeah, shit. Fuck. 
Yeah, the silver like, joints. Bro, there's like bro, literally right here, right here. There's there's, there's thirty grand right here. Like, do you right. keep a do you keep a storage unit, or is it all in the crib? Um, yeah, 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 for sure. So, if like, what's the fucking value? What's the what's the insurance of that storage unit? It's got to be like, it's well over three million. All right. Yeah, because that's answer. like no, yeah, it's yeah. The insurance is three, but like yeah. I said, closed, bro, definitely over a mil by far, by far. There's like I said, there's pieces I have ten thousand dollar retail like, and you hold on to, and the thing is that you hold on to it, right? You like it's all sentimental, or it's all like, like yeah. I give away mad rando shit, like you know, pleasures and and shit like that, like rando cool local shit, civilian shit. Yeah, I put all of that shit, but anything that I've like actually hunted for, looked for, went and got. You know where everything is. By the way, you no, have it. No, <laughs> it's, I don't know where anything not, is. That's why I wear the same five outfits. Every <laughs> you don't know where anything is. You need <laughs> to inventory the whole fucking spread. You need I mean, like in like my head, it. y'all ever saw that meme? That's like, um, um, <laughs> it's like you get that. It's like a, it's like that that stargaze look, and it's like when you think about where that one sweater is at four in the morning. That's me <laughs> every day at four, four p.m., four, three, right. five p.m. Like, yeah. All the, all the Johns that have lost their way. Yeah, like, I, got, I mean, but the wildest shit. I think the worst thing I do is the fact that I have so much clothes unworn. Mm. That's the that's my real problem is that I keep buying shit before wearing new shit. So that pile that I just that I'm pointing to, it's an entire I would say like sectional sofa from <laughs> floor to about waist length of all brand new tagged clothes. That just God are damn. begging to be worn. That Bro, you pass me these last. Just pass me this last five tag things. <laughs> I just want to show you because you did like Loewe. Yeah. That Loewe's tag. That him. That yellow. Can we get a. Can we get a tag. Can we get a tag pop on Mike? That needles jacket tag. Yeah. Look. Can you can you pop a tag on something you're gonna wear tomorrow? Promise us you're gonna wear. What is this? This is Loewe from. Sp- I just I got this while I was in Spain. Okay. That was in January. That's tagged. A little stripey, stripey. Yeah. Needles tag. Ooh, oh, that's nice. That's, that's spicy. That Yo, wear that right tomorrow. There. Just like just just commit to wearing the needles tomorrow. Oh, Ooh. there it is. <laughs> you just fucking popped it, dude. Hell yeah. Did that pick up on my new human made tag? Oh, nice. I mean, bro, literally, it's like everything uh, you could he could just keep handing me shit like <laughs> all day. Like right there. Look. The, those those gray pants right there at the bottom tag just yeah look the, the, the you just started oh, ASMR fact, pass that. just pop yo, tags. Pass me that whole that whole stack yo this is a good one for you guys Are how about tag? this no how about this everything's tagged yeah how about this <laughs> you want to talk about tags right how many needles oh, pants do you need oh with tags oh <laughs> hold on hold on hold on velour velours velour leather Oh, the, the leather sparkly. sparkly. Those are sick. Burgundy. Yeah, those are fire. That's my color. Purple. <laughs> That's my color. Green. Oh, I need the green. All tags. Dog. The whole fucking oh my God. The whole flock of mariposas. Yo, dude. Wear full needles fit tomorrow. Just for the boys. <laughs> Do it for the boys, bro. I, Hell yeah. I, I, I gotcha. This was that this was the bag from that uh Patriot brand I was telling you. Oh shit. Oh, it's like a it's like a Birkin. Yeah, but it's made out of like flight jacket material. It looks like, like ready made. It looks like ready made. Yeah, it's like with that flight, like that flight material, and then the inside is like that orange. Ooh, it's dude, sick. that's a that's a big boy bag. Yeah, shout to shout to Shito, shout to Shito in Japan, and shout to Patriot man. If y'all watching this, go go cop, go cop, 
go cop that new shit, man. Mike, yeah. I want to talk about um, because you know, let's let's get positive for a second. We talked about how rappers kind of like it, it's the trickle up, right, from like the the dope boys to the rappers to the athletes to the civilians. But rappers, like, there's a lot of rappers out there with bad style. Who are some rappers and musicians that, in your opinion, actually dress well? That dress well? Yeah, that dress good. And then we'll and then we'll and then we'll identify the the evil motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> then we'll get to the okay the main offenders. Let's start, uh, po- let's start posy though. Okay, rappers. Um, I think Reese LaFleur. Okay, I think the best. I think Reese is one of the best dressed rappers currently. You're saying to me to come on this podcast because I think he heard Gu- his boy Guap Dad. Shout out Guap Dad. Guap Dad uh, was one of fits? Yeah, hell That's yeah, bro. Shout out who's, y'all, uh, just, but, who's y'all most fa- famous guest so far? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, and then That's you. So f- Fire, bro. The Jonah fact that Hill, he fucks with you, y'all now and y'all used to fanboy over him is like the biggest win ever, yo. It's Jonah yeah, Hill, like, you, and then the guy from Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Who's, what's Vampire Weekend? Exactly. <laughs> That's oh, why you're number it's two. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool band. Um, what's a band? It's Shams type of music. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, for, it's for hipsters, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is he drinking? A Malta? A Bud Heavy. What is Sean Budweiser? Oh, they still make that bottle? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, that's like the dad abuse bottle right there, bro. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, that bottle comes with ass whippings and, like, punishment, bro. <laughs> that's why I would like it. And a chinclata yeah, to the dome piece. Yeah. Yo. Um, yeah, Reese. Reese is definitely would be one of my, one of my top uh, best dressed. Um, I who think else? Esri. I don't know if you guys know who Esri is. Everything yeah. Esri. Um, I think Esri is one of the best dressed rappers. Um, were you saying Cam that I said? Oh, of course. Yeah, well, Push is not in the convo, right? Because he's not new. No, no, no. Not, not, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, new. It doesn't have to be new rappers. Just any rappers, any musicians. Oh, just. Oh, then, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, Rocky is one. Obviously, um, I think John Mayer. Um, the John Mayer himself, yeah, John sure. Mayer, uh, Reese, um, Push, Nas. I think Nas, bro, Nas. Like, I think Nas doesn't get the credit. I think Nas dresses better than any ASAP member except Rocky. I think Nas probably dresses the best, in my opinion, based on what I yeah. like, you know. And I think what our what the listeners of our show what they gravitate towards. I think, but is Nas even rapping? I guess that's the thing. It's like you know, I don't, to, I don't know, but I would still give him like that artist. He's still an artist to yeah. me. You know what I mean? Um, still does all the like, even if it's like Tyler, do you fuck with Tyler? Yeah, style? Tyler dresses. I, I, I'll fuck with Tyler style. Heavy, 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 heavy. Um, who else? Um, man, it's a, it's slim pickings in that space though. What about, what about yeah. Shia LaBeouf? I know he's well, not Pharrell. Musician, what about Shia LaBeouf? I like, yeah, I like Shia's style for sure. I like his style a lot. Yeah. He's not, yeah, but he's, a, yeah, he's yeah. saying just in general. Not an artist. Uh, yeah. Like, no, yeah, for sure. Pharrell is the, I don't put Pharrell in any conversations. Though. He's your, go- is he the, is he the goat? Period. With when it comes to, I don't even think that's a discussion. Okay, I think he's God when it comes to this. What's when his, it comes I mean, to this life that we live right here? Right, there would be none of this without P. You must know because you work closely with him. What's his skincare routine? <laughs> um, the first thing is for sure he washes his face with ice cold water. Okay, um, it closes the pores because it closes the pores. Yeah, Naomi Campbell told him that. <laughs> um, um, he also uses. Um, if I'm not a Shishido face mask, 
Um, like like Shishido peppers? Damn. No, Shishido, like the brand is a brand. Is a uh, brand. Oh, Shiseido. Shiseido. Oh, sorry. I don't, you know, I'm All New good. York, bro. I don't fucking know this correctly. <laughs> All good. <laughs> um, yeah. I still say Loewe. Well, yeah, I, thought like I thought the whole thing is that you would push actually know how to pronounce it. He does. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I actually like looking like I don't know sometimes. Yeah. Right. It helps yeah. you. Honestly. Feigning ignorance. If, stuff, you for sure. act, if you go to shop and you act like you don't know, it really helps you. Like when you're like, hey, let me get that low A piece off the thing. They're just like automatically dismiss you and you don't have to deal with like, oh, so how do you have this one? Like you don't have to deal with that at the yeah. store. If you just don't like, know, ring you know. me up. Just ring me the fuck yeah, up. Just ring me up, bro. Keep I know me I got I'm not here for a fucking conversation. Yeah. Not here for a long time. Especially time. because you don't fucking know what you're selling me. <laughs> True. Also that. <laughs> All right. Who, who, what, what musicians out there dress like absolute fucking butt? Yeah. But get credit, maybe, because like there are a lot that everyone thinks is bad. But who are who are someone or multiple people that get love that you're like, this is garbage? Who gets damn? Like, like, what do you think about Uzi? Like, Uzi's polarizing. I think he's awesome, but um, I could do without Uzi. I just think he's a hodgepodge. Like, I I like a lot of the pieces he wears, but to me, it's just it's overt. You know, it doesn't have any scheme to it. I don't know. I don't think I like dirt, but um, I would Cardi. say like I don't I don't fuck with Cardi either. Really, too crazy. I, I think Cardi's just like a. I think Cardi's my biggest anom- anomaly when it comes to fanism. Like I don't get the Cardi right. thing yet. I have to. Interesting. It's a ve- bro. His fan base is crazy. Like if you look yeah. at the back end number, because I've had to put Cardi in like decks and projections and shit like that. The back end number numbers of Cardi's fan base is. His engagement is wild. Look well, at yeah, what, it's, uh, I mean, yeah. Mike, you're not a 15 year old white kid that hates his mom. <laughs> yeah, right. For real. <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, they, no, whose parents he, love him very much. <laughs> yeah, but there, but there has Fuck to you, be, mom. <laughs> but there has to be a crossover. Like, where I know it started through Rocky. I know, like, it, it, I know that they're derivative of Rocky's following. Sure. But to me, okay. like, I just think it's to me. There's nothing that he brings to the table that I can't get from the source. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, I don't know, ever know anything that he's saying on the record, <laughs> on any of the records. So that's I don't a know. fuck is this baby saying on wax right yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 odd. Um, so yeah, I don't know. As far as like worse though, man, like I'm just I just feel like I'll just say for Cardi on his he put his birthday like a birthday picture up. He got seventy five thousand comments of people wishing him happy birthday. Like nobody can do that. But this is what I'm like, saying. Like that's, that's crazy. That's an anomaly. Like how yeah. do his his shit is. If and what's he doesn't have nothing out like he doesn't put music out he doesn't put videos out he doesn't really post and they're loyal to him and like that shit's crazy I respect it I respect it I mean I don't think he dresses anything special though but as far as like the like I just think I, I honestly I don't think any rappers dress well I'm I'm I'm, I'm sorry I, I know it's blanketed statement but I like to me if you're just mixing all designer and you're not trying to wear something like, if you guys look at my gram specifically for the past year to two years, I've tried not to wear design. Like if you go on my shit, I might mix one piece into it, but really right. I'm wearing a lot of regular shit. Cause it's just what, it's just too easy just to be like, you know how much this cost. Yeah. Like this no, is because fucking- it's like one, even if I wore designer, somebody's out there is wearing all the same shit. Right. You know? And then two, it's like, are you really fresh? If you can only get, busy with outfits that are that are you know already have a perceived value to them 
Right. Like, I, like me personally, I've always tried to be like, yeah, like I was doing just all general releases, like buying sho- like shoes that are just Foot Locker shoes that you can still get at Foot Locker for probably on sale. All of that, that shit, like to me, that's the real fresh. Like if you can wear shit, that's right, if you not, can freak that stuff. Yeah, if you can mix that in and 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 make that a part of like your look and really make it bang, then I, that's to me that's what's considered fresh. And shit, bro, for the last two years, I've been wearing Puma half the time. Yo, I was gonna perfect, say one one transition to one celebrity, question. one artist that you didn't mention as best dressed is. That probably would have, we all would have said this a few years ago, uh, is Kanye. What went through your head, though, when Kanye said that all Puma designs are ugly when he tweeted that like a few weeks ago? It was amazing. It was amazing because I know we hurting him. <laughs> like, he's only saying that because we're a threat now. And we're taking a percentage of customers away from that volume street shoe that Adidas is trying to put out. And... You know, why is, if we're making bullshit shoes, why are we even on your radar? Aren't you like, you're running for president, changing the world, starting a Christian organization. You're doing all of these things, but you have enough time to look at all of our designs to say our shit is trash. Now, I'm not going to sit here and and advocate and say, yo, Puma's making the greatest shit. No, we're not. But first of all, we're a company that was not even in contention and conversation with the top three brands that you would consider top three brands in footwear. Now we're beating projections and numbers of these companies. And although they're doing way more sales as far as volume is concerned, these, these brands have also had 10 and 15 years. SRs. Now, Puma's also been around the game since the beginning of shoes. However, lifestyle aspect and life right. marketing, that shit didn't really restart until the Rihanna era. Right, right, right. Which that, was that's a point. I, ten years ago already. That's a point I tried to make yeah, to Lawrence. Was I was like, Puma, Puma actually has been doing collaborations with designers and influencers and celebs that do, that do resonate. Whether it is like Rihanna or Solange or like Rude or like giving Jay Z a fucking blank check and being like, do whatever you want. Like, do, do you think that that the the yeah, cosign or or bringing in like culturally relevant people that, that Puma is doing it the best. Cause obviously Nike has like Virgil and you know, their whole roster. Well, the but thing like, is that we're bang- They banked originally. They, their main influx of interest came from bringing somebody like that, right. Bringing the Rihanna, the creeper and stuff like that. The problem is that like footwear is on a six month cycle. So no matter how fast or a shoe or product can adapt to the market and people can, Really, it can really resonate with people, and people are people are gravitating towards it. There has to be a plan of strategy for the following two or three years. So, I think one of the things that Puma did to try to catch up was like draw attention from signing partnerships with. We have the best basketball roster, obviously, under Jay with with Puma hoops, and we're killing it with Puma hoops. And you know, Rude and Ruigi and 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 and, and Kid Super and Helly Hansen and all of these collabs that we try to bring in are definitely to try to help us retain and keep the attention of the youth while we're trying to develop more skews and more styles, but it takes time. Like right. we don't have a, you know, 50 year archive of lifestyle shoes to go on retro every year in different colors and different fabrications. And, you know, the thing about people trying to compete with Nike is like, it's Nike, bro. You can't compete with Nike. 
They're always going to be the behemoth. They're too far ahead number-wise to be in contention with any of the others. We can compete with Adidas because we feel like, you know, Adidas was also quiet, then caught their run, and then became a powerhouse with the helps of Pharrell and Pusha and Kanye and whatever it be, Sean. But as we can see, like, nobody's wearing – like, y'all not wearing no GR Adidas. No. Like, y'all not wearing Yeezys. I haven't worn Yeezys in four years. After J. Cole Pumas, though, whew, watch out. But I'm just saying, all of those things lead into the conversation. Of like, yo, give us some time right. to get the infrastructure to build out a PLM side where we can make more SKUs, more styles, and give us, a, the, give us the yeah. same opportunity. Yeah. You know? all, all, the, all, all that the fancy shit is in service of then, like, having an inline thing. Like, uh, I had to look this up, but that the RSX, that joint. Just right. like everywhere. I see right. that as much as right. I fucking see uh, Yeezys, to be completely frank. And that's I mean, why he said that. So when he's saying that, it's like, bro, why are you worried about us? Like, go do what <laughs> you're doing. <laughs> what, like, you worried about little old Puma, and you're going, yeah, Puma designs garbage. Like, obviously, some had a hit for you to see the shit. Somebody in your circle, somebody wherever you go in Calabasas was wearing Puma because you're not Googling RSXs. Right. You're fucking Googling James Terrell lighting. There is no <laughs> fucking crossover there. Yeah. So don't yeah. tell me that Puma designs, all Puma designs are trash. How do you know that, Kanye? Oh, because somebody in your circle popped up with some RSX cubed and you're like, fuck is that? And then you probably went on and did your research and was like, damn, all these styles kind of look like derivatives of this style. They all whack. Or however he feels. Me personally, I wouldn't fucking mow my lawn in a Yeezy shoe. In any of the <laughs> but right. that's me. Sure. I don't think none of that shit. I don't think nothing Adidas has dropped in the in as of recent as is fire. None of it. The last fire shoe I think they dropped was a young one, which I think is flames. But them they are motherfuckers on 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 streak too. Like that shit ain't fire. Mm. Well, Mike, we know uh, that you don't play games except when you actually, in fact, play games. Um, <laughs> you're a fucking professional gamer now, which is insane. You get paid to fucking game. Chuck here, Charlie, he's actually trying to, uh, he just built a out a $2,000 rig that he paid for. He paid for half of it by eating 24 hot dogs in 12 hours. And that we now owe him $1,000. Chuck, please invoice us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lizzie what, Gladiator. <laughs> what advice would you give to Chuck about becoming a pro gamer and, and fucking getting his Twitch numbers up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a pro gamer, but... I do. I, I've always like, you know, just back in, uh, played the regular five games that every, you know, hot blooded American male should be playing. <laughs> Call of Duty, 2K, okay. FIFA, Madden, FIFA. you know, I, I play the, I play the norms. Play the hits. Um, yeah. Cam has been uh, demolishing me in FIFA every day, like three nil every day, four nil every day. It's pretty embarrassing. Um, but, pitch, mate. you know, I play that shit just, just, Past time, especially during coronavirus, I was able to hop on a little bit more. Um, but me and Pusha uh, had partnered and bought um, a gaming franchise, a gaming a team and a gaming franchise um, almost three years, two, two and a half, almost three years ago now. And, um, you know, we wanted to develop better synergies between gaming and urban youth culture and people of color, which is a big part like of gaming like the gaming industry is such a huge industry it's it's a it's a, it's a culture leading industry um numbers sales viewership why all, all of the impressions of gaming are far beyond any other platform um 
that you can think of and there's no inclusion. Um, very few people of color in the industry. So that's yeah. something we wanted to change. As far as Chuck becoming a programmer, one, he's halfway there because it looks like all he does is stay inside. <laughs> no tan whatsoever, no sunlight. And that's step one to being that great at gaming. Two, um, I think your content, bro. I think I think I think Chuck is hilarious. First of all, and he doesn't. He needs to be streaming and making that same type of jokes. And three, he needs to merge his marijuana uh, <laughs> connoisseurship with his gaming. Um, if he can backwood infused <laughs> clip, you know, I think he has a shot at really busting that whole thing wide open for the for the culture you know what I mean? who's better at uh 2k you or pusha by far me pusha is pusha is a visionary but he's like 106 in in like years like when he's his age when it comes to like tech and stuff he's like a that boomer. his mind is 19 but he's 105 <laughs> in you know application like he's, he's got still, he's, he's, he's got too much uh, type like this He's got arthritis <laughs> in his wrist, you know, from uh, that stove yeah, work. That's what it is. That's what yeah. it is. It is. Because, yeah, I swear to God, next time, if you guys ever see Push in person, just ask him, if you have a, like, ask him a type for you. He's going to just do <laughs> He writes his emails like this. It's he crazy. puts the whole He puts the whole email message in the subject line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts! It's nuts! It's crazy how old he is. What about um? Like are you just, are you just smoking logic anytime you guys you guys go head to head? Nah, lo- logic is an animal. Logic is logic is a be- I think logic is a better gamer than he's a rapper. <laughs> and that's a, that's a lot. He's to a say. nerd. He's a fucking Grammy yeah, Award winning artist, nerd. but he might be a better gamer. And he's, he's also obviously a nerd. He's also a part of the chaos ownership group and and, yeah. and visionary, super smart guy. Him and his management team. Shout to Chris Saru, um, and the whole chaos family. But yeah, yeah, like. He's definitely the one on on our conversation that leads the conversation as far as gaming is concerned in the ownership group. Right. We, me and T had more of the lifestyle aspect, but we're we're probably gonna get smoked if we join anything like tournaments or anything like that. Well, yo, you gotta you gotta hop on with Chuck, whether it's uh, him playing Call of Duty or him doing another twenty four and twenty four challenge. Just hop on with hop on with Chuck's skip Twitch. Twenty four and twenty four challenge. Um, you know, okay. I, I feel like. I'm gonna stay away from 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 the Glizzy Gladiator. But you're more of a you're more of a you're more of a gourmand. You're more of a gourmand. You're you're the hood Anthony Bourdain. Can you tell people how you got that nickname? Yeah, here we go. The hood Anthony Bourdain came from when we were doing Tacma with Jeffrey Schottenstein and and Duck and Danny Victor and all those guys. We were just like I was at the peak level of restaurant tourship. Like I was like fucking Zagat. I was like the fucking Street Fighter Zagat meets the fucking Zagat of food surveys, whipping ass at every table near you. Michelin like my bars. fucking Yelp reviews were looking fucking Source 5 Mike-esque at the time. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from the hood, bro. Like, I grew up on fucking half a chicken fried rice from Yankees Garden on 101 Avenue and you know, chopped cheeses and shit like that. So, but my mom always made sure, like, we definitely ate uh, uh, a broader palate at the crib. I'm Colombian, so most, you know, I guess you say, you know, middle to low-income households in Spanish-speaking countries, a lot of rice, beans, and meat paws, like, but my mom would always make, you know, some left-field shit and open my eyes to, like, you know, eating 
fucking cream of Brock at a really young age or fucking soufflés at a really young age or fucking katsu, or, you know. So when I first started getting like the money to actually eat out and eat out, to be honest, I don't know how to cook. So I eat out every meal <laughs> since the past life. <laughs> like forever forever yeah forever and I, you know I, I lived alone when i was can you cook age. anything can you cook anything jail cereal food. jail food jail food yeah i can make like i can make like a hook fire up, ramen or the hookup i can make the hookup i can make like a jack mac uh mac and cheese i can make uh, uh a dorito burrito you know all jail food right but but as far as cooking in a non-jail don't self. even turn my stove on okay. i think you did it you did an ig story you did an IG story once where you tried to cook and you're like, how the fuck do I turn this like thousand dollar stove top yeah. on? I don't even know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know how to, I know the, the, like the, the burner. The one thing is when I was a kid, like these things were click, 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 yeah. and fire go on. My stove don't do the click, click. So I don't know if you're supposed it's to electric. Just, yeah. Just do the whole, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I don't know how to cook anything. Um, don't burn down your place, please. Yeah, I, I don't know how to cook anything. And I, and I like, I just like eating. I like, I like eating at restaurants. And when we were traveling for on noir, we'd be all over the place in every city. And, you know, I'm always posting food and always trying to put people on some dope spots. And then Danny and duck were just like, man, you like, you're like Anthony Bourdain with ghetto people. <laughs> like, because half that time in my following, half the time, at that time, half, the, half of my following was like, half of it was fashion kids and the other half was drug dealers. So, right. like, I'd get dope boys like, yo, I want to take... dichotomy of men. I want to take this, I want to take this bottle service girl to a restaurant, which is the restaurant. <laughs> I just, you know, take her to da 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 You know what I mean? So, sure. that's where the hood Anthony Bourdain came from. You know, I, I, I've helped a lot of people brought in their palate. Like, even Cam. Cam is from my neighborhood, by the way. My, you know, my right hand, my GM, my assistant, my the guy that runs my life. He's from my neighborhood, and he grew up around me. And he don't. When we first started going out, bro, this guy didn't eat anything. Like, he's like, yo, steak, mashed potatoes, pasta. Like the fucking. It was the kids' menu always, bro. Like <laughs> chicken fingers, fingers at fucking Cipriani, bro. Like, whatever. And I was like, let me get the venison tartare. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's like, yo, let me get fucking. Uh, razor clams, a little oregano, like <laughs> he's fucking, he's, he's, he's filled out. And you know, I think that's, that's a big part. It was like the big part of it, the hood Anthony Bourdain thing is like being aware that even if you still kind of timid about trying new foods and new things, like there's a lot out there and you can still enjoy your chopped cheese and still enjoy your yeah, right. chicken wings and fr- fried rice. But yo, go try some fucking oysters or something. Yeah. You know, this, this, this is what you're going to be with us at a Balthazar trying uh, a variety, a menagerie of, uh, of first, first, first ever seafood tower. Yeah. First yeah. ever bivalve was with us. First ever octopus was with us. Yep. Right. First ever raw. Yo, Chuck, man. Let me know when you want me to take you to some so experience, man. Well, so Mike, that's the thing, right? Whenever we have a, a podcast win, and there's a lot of them at this point because we are the Every undefeated week. throwing fit squadron, we like to go out and celebrate with a big meal on on uh, the two dads, uh, myself and James. Uh, let's say on the borpet bard. Yeah, let's say we were going to go out with you, and we we're going to th- and we we're going to throw it on the card. Where are you taking us? What's like the where are we going? All five of us. I mean, my go-to, you already know, but everybody here know my go-to. Mr. Chow? Yeah. Nobu. 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 Immediacy. Like, <laughs> expeditiously. Me, me, and, me, and, me and Chef Matsuhisa, man, we like this, man. Listen, I got Nobu to wear Puma again. Holla at me. 
<laughs> you have, uh, I know Steven Victor has the Matsuhisa merch. Are you lucky enough to be, to be on that level? I mean, listen, I'm, first of all, Steven Victor doesn't hold a candle to my Nobu reputation. <laughs> um, he can't DM Chef Nobu about sneakers. There you go. <laughs> oh, hold on. Matsuhisa-sama. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, he's typing? I, no, I got to show you this. Oh, yeah. Chef Nobu and his RSXs. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, there you go. You ain't Matsu, seen he said the God. Yeah, yeah. Shot, me and Chef Nobu like this. And I had a conversation with um, the staff at Matsuhisa to do some limited edition, for me to design some limited edition merch. So, fingers crossed. Stay tuned. I don't wear, so, I don't wear merch. I'm so, are you, so when you take Cam out, you're picking up the check, right? Nah, me, we split. It depends. It always like, uh, yes, I take the check for the most part of the time, but... Because um, I was going to say, I want to go out to eat with you and I want you to fucking... I want you to handle the spread at Nobu, but then I also want you to pick up... We'll get... We'll, yo, Jay Balvin meals on us, but if we go to Nobu... Yeah, 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 yeah we got you. <laughs> I got you for a fucking Big Mac and an Oreo McFlurry. Well, that's on Jay Balvin. The McFlurry's on Jay the, Balvin. The McFlurry's on Balvin. <laughs> yeah, so... All right, Mike, yeah, okay. so the, the five of us get a table at Nobu. What we, what's the order? Oh, yeah. We're, you're leading. What's the order? Oh, okay, here we go. We get that miso black top. The full? The full spread? The full spread. Why not? Top to bottom. Of course. All right. We're going to start off. We're going to start. <laughs> Yellowtail sashimi, crispy rice, spicy tuna, um, umami wings, um, chimichurri cubes. Um, uh, we're definitely going to do the dry miso, uh, dry miso cod lettuce wraps. Out the no gate, I'm going 10 orders of bacon <laughs> crab hand rolls. That way, it's two for each of us. Okay. okay? <laughs> that right there alone, by the way, those are $68 per roll. <laughs> right. I'm not joking. <laughs> right, right, right. A real number right there. Okay. <laughs> so we're doing 10 bacon crab hand rolls and soy paper. Um, main courses, we're bringing out blackened cod. We're definitely bringing out the uh, lemon shishito lobster salad. Wagyu tacos, lobster tacos, <laughs> and then just to sprinkle a little pizzazz in there, I'm gonna add the um, I'm gonna add the uh, the Brazilian bass. Okay, all right. That's a left fielder, but I think you guys should all try that. Just love to. That sounds like a great sauce. Insane. What's what are we dr- what are we sipping on? By the way, what oh are yeah, what are we on? drinking? What are we eating? For I dessert? always do Calpico lychee, and then maybe do a shot before I leave to get a little buzz before that good blunt hit. <laughs> um. <laughs> Also, if you've never smoked a blunt in Nobu, don't talk to me about Nobu ever. Don't ever talk to me about, yo, I could get a table. Yo, I'm good in Malibu. If you've never smoked marijuana inside the confines of a Nobu restaurant, don't speak to me about uh, uh, power there, okay? Back to the order. Uh, Mochi mochi, uh, strawberry chocolate, and green tea or matcha mochi for the dessert. And Apple pay that machine on the bill and skate up out of there. I like that. And then my card on file. I don't got a tap, but <laughs> that's, that's the order right there. Right. Okay. Is that, would that be your last meal on earth? What would your last meal on earth be? Oof. Nobody's asked me that before. Wow. That's, that's, a, why I, that's why I want to question. Question. Yeah. yeah. Death row meal. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be my last meal as much as I love Nobu. My last meal would be what they call bandeja paisa. I'm Colombian. And our national dish is this thing called the bandeja paisa, which is a plate just filled with food of all. It's right. Okay. So it's rice, beans, avocado, plantain, uh, pork rind, steak, um, a corn cake, which is called an arepa. It's a corn cake, 
um, uh, what am I? And chorizo, which is like a it's like yeah, a sausage. sausage. Yeah. yeah. Where can we? Where's the best spot to get that in New York? Because I'm yeah, heading there right now. Sounds Queens. so good. Queens. Oh, yeah, it's cra- bro. Just Google Bandeja Paisa and look how much stuff is on one plate. Okay, it's nuts. <laughs> uh, the best place to get one is Queens. Um, for you guys, meaning inter- intermediary, yes, more fair skin melanin, yeah, sure. melanin missing males. You can, <laughs> you can say crackers. To- you can say cra- crackers. Just, it's cool. just go to this place called. Pollos Marios in Queens. Pollos Marias. Yeah. Pollos Marios. 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 Yeah. Uh, in in on Northern, they'll take good care of you. Bandeja right. Paisa. Crazy. That would be my last meal because, you know, it, it, it's, it's my home shit. I grew it's up Sentimental. Sentimental, right. yeah. Beautiful shit. Sounds then, delicious. Yeah. Getting one of those expeditiously. Yo, I mean, uh, just today your IG store was filled with just like rare fucking snacks flown in from around the world and we know that it's like with like munch pack or munch box or whatever um and those I mean, are they're, guys. they're one of my suppliers but i do have a a plethora of sources you're more plugged than, you're more plugged than con ed is exotic snack flexing the new john's flexing because this is like yo, I'll let look. y'all tell it how many guys have you started seeing pop up with rare sodas and snacks in the past year i've been doing it for three Munchpack has given me a subscription. I've been on a subscription with Munchpack for two, but prior to that, I was getting, you know, Japan yeah. crate. Shout out to my man JD from Exotic Pop. Shout out to JD. He was the first one to send me three years ago, sending me shit from fucking Austria and all these other rare sodas. Yeah. There's so a the, lot of exotic shops now, right? Because just like with the like the smoke shops, like it's, there's obviously a market for it. I did is the sodas because the sodas I definitely saw like first as a thing. Was that for people looking for like rare shit to mix with lean? Is that where that came from? Yeah, like the, crazy the, cream the exotic, sodas and stuff. Yeah, the exotic soda thing got popular because of the lean, the lean snack, the snack, exotic snack thing be, became popular because of because of me. You're welcome. <laughs> What's uh? What are some, like, what are the best exotic snacks you've had recently that, like, jump out that we people should try to track down? Anything? Uh, lemon pepper pizza sticks from Italy. <laughs> okay. Not from Atlanta? Like, lemon pepper. Crazy. Um, oh, the fucking Pokemon cheesecake cookie <laughs> from Japan. It's a little Pokemon. It's a Pikachu, double-sided. You know what it tastes like? You guys remember the wrestling WWF wafer? Yes. Chocolate. Yes. With like, the cookies. It was like it was a yeah, it was a cookie on one side and chocolate on the side, and it had your favorite wrestler. And you got a and you got a you got a playing card. You got like a card from the truck. Okay. This Pokemon thing tastes like that. Sans the ice cream. Damn. Okay. Uh, what else? Oh, fucking German sour powers. Crazy. I don't the know straws. The, like the straws. Yeah, yeah, but they're putting like, bro. They're definitely putting some illegal grade sour, <laughs> uh, like whatever the powder is for the. It's sour. dusted with PCP. <laughs> bro, that shit has to be some uranium. Like it has to. <laughs> what are the flavors? The is, it, is it different flavors? Uh, I don't speak German, but it's like kochst. <laughs> it's like there's definitely a lot of, you know, the umlauts in the thing. Right. A lot of umlauts <laughs> in the wording. So a lot of umlauts. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What the, I don't know what the flavors are. Yo, I mean, I guess the next obvious question, Mike, is like, how come you don't have a food show was going to be my question, but it really is like, how come you don't actually have a sneaker show? Like, is, was some <laughs> IP taken from you or something? I don't any shows or any press or any podcast, bro, because <laughs> this shit, this shit all started for me trying to change my life, the life of those around me, and then educate people how to get into shit that they didn't know existed. Bro, when I was in the streets and I was fucking spending my entire life 
educating myself about the stuff that I loved and fashion and clothes. Nobody ever told me that there was positions for me in this industry, which is why I ended up doing what I did. If I would have known that I could be making 180 grand a year being a merchandising manager or a fucking product line manager for fucking socks, making 200 grand a year, I would have never sold dope, bro. Like if I would have known that there was so many positions available in this industry, I would have never went down the wrong path. And, you know, luckily I was able to circumvent the end strategy. You know, it's like in that life, there's only two endings. It's jail or death. And I, I, I got the lesser of two evils and I was a lesser of two evils and was able to change my life. But, you know, kids that I speak to now, bro, like I started a class in the Bronx at a, at a satellite school and Saw I was that. teaching this class for two years and I developed a curriculum to teach these kids. Like these kids don't even know, they don't even know what a designer, like an actual graphic designer is. Right. Like these kids are like, the only way to get into fashion is if you draw on a store or like, that's it. There's only like three ways to be in fashion. When you guys know that there's a million different jobs in this industry. And that's why I started doing this. I didn't want the spotlight on me. I didn't want it to be about me. And like, I think that if I start making the attention about me or making shows or bro, it's the reason I don't make, you know how much fucking merch I could sell right now if I wanted to, bro. Like these hats were these hats were eighty dollars. The 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 wool one was eighty dollars, and we sold out in four less than four minutes. We sold how many hats was it? It was like five hundred hats. Damn! Like the fucking the 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 network episode hadn't even gone live, and we were sold out of the of the initial stock in ninety seconds, and we sold five hundred hats in in less than four minutes. I can sell I can sell merch all day, but then. Am I using my followers as a commerce platform or am I trying to educate and like speak to them and speak and hear from right. them, you know, sure. the conversation back and forth with these kids. And like, I don't I mean, want to order that down by yeah. putting my following in, and, and expecting something from them. So I stay away from all of that singular shit. Like I, w- I was mainly just asking about uh, the time complex stole your sneaker show idea. Um, and then they, it got they, all they heartwarming stole, with the they kids. They stole a bunch of my ideas. They stole four or five of my ideas, like literally like ripped one for one. Um, like that Karen Civil show that they had, that was my idea. I actually went in there and pitched a, a version of that show for myself and Curtains. And then they turned it down twice because of the money that I wanted. And then two years later, they did it with Karen Civil in a very low quality. And, and, and Karen Civil was like the highest of our culture. How can you not pay her the respect to give her the production value, right? But yeah, I mean, like it, people ask me all the time, like I dabble with the idea, like me and John Wexler had a bet he was like, yo, if you get, I can't remember, it was like 2,000 comments on this post. You have to start a podcast. I was like, all right, let's do it. 2,000. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get 2,000 comments on this shit. It was like 2,000 comments was like 45 minutes. <laughs> it, was like, it was like Playboy Cardi's birthday, bro. Your comments were yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, man, the reason I don't do singular shit, man, is because I don't want the singular accolades. I'm trying to put the company forward. Long term. I'm trying to put the movement forward. I'm trying to open doors for people around me. Let's, um, let's talk about the company. The let's talk about the company for a second. Uh, yeah. Perfect segue into our second topic, which is money. Um, you mentioned, you know, sock designer makes 200 bands of merchandise or 180. How much money do you make? Yeah. <laughs> wow, Mike, you're speechless. <laughs> yeah, the one time you speechless. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I don't make even a quarter of what I do because I, I ain't a sucker. If I would have... Let me tell you one thing. I would have been a multimillionaire right now and y'all wouldn't have been able to even talk to me because I would have been in the Maldives if I would have sure. if I, if I been down to do sucker shit for a check. 
Right. I've had plenty of one-off, yo, here's a $5 million deal with a bunch of fuck shit that I didn't believe in that I turned down. It's hard to turn down that money, bro. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's hard, especially when you want the shit I want and you you want the comforts for your family that I want. Like, I don't want my sister and my brother-in-law. I don't want my nephews. Like, I I want them to live good, bro. And it's like, I've turned down a lot of money. And and even now, like, yo, bro, as as an agency, we still struggle. Like, yeah, I live good and, and 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 I can afford to 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 live how I want to live, but it's not where we should be, you know, and we still have to struggle in certain areas financially, even during coronavirus. You know, yeah. we did pretty good. It was a pretty good year for us business wise, but you have to cut corners and be smart financially. You know, however, I don't have a fraction of what I think I should have at this point, but it's because I went about things the right way. So it's a it's a long, it's a longer haul for me and, right, and I'm right. I'm cool with that. But, That's um, the hardest part. I, is that I, I live, I live, I live comfortably. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about any. Um, the Bentley is normally clean. I will say the Bentley is normally washed and primed. Is there? Is there? Percent of the time, the Bentley is fresh out the wash. Is there a number that you would ever be satisfied at, and what would that be yeah. for, like personal, personal? I'm gonna be honest with you. Stream. I've had this conversation before. There's no number, honestly. The number is the comfort level. Like, I want. I'm I'm okay in this in the in the money chase when I can do whatever I want with no consequences and all the people around me can do whatever they want with no consequences. Like, like shoot a guy in the middle of Fifth Avenue and Donald Trump. <laughs> kind of, but more so like more so like if I wake up and I just want to be like, yo, let's all go to let's all go to Puerto Rico for the week. Let's right. PJ everybody PJ you know out there. I've secluded me and my friends after multiple screenings and health screenings to a private <laughs> island yeah. for a weekend. Inner circle. Yeah. That that's what I want. You know, so right. whatever money that is where where like my nephew could be like, yo, you know, I want to go to this college. And I'm just like, yeah, go, you know, Done. say less. Yeah. Yo, 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 Yale, name this uh the upscale vandal wing and then accept yeah. my my nephew for yeah, uh well, for my nephew. scholarship. The upscale yeah. vandal library. That's for what distinguished I want. Distinguished gentlemen. I want that. Just, it's funny because I just spoke to a class at SMU, um, a fashion class, um, and and I saw the Methodist, and I was like, "Yeah, I wonder if like we build this relationship. Can I go down to Texas and have like my own, uh, my own seminar at this fucking at this college? Why not start an, an honorary start, doctorate start, in, in, yeah, start, in fucking I, I want to start working. I want to start working towards my honorary fucking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Harvard Business School. Yeah, I want to be the Swiss Beats of the fucking. <laughs> Of the John's game. <laughs> yeah, the John's game, yeah. All right, well, besides besides lavish meals, uh, John's and clothes that you never wear, and cleaning your Bentley, what else do you like to spend your money on? Um, Are we missing anything? You said your family. As a recent, as and a the recent, highest quality gas. As, yeah. as of recent right now, um, it's been home goods, man. I've been like, bro, like the, the furniture and shit that I'm looking at recently is like, fuck. What is it like? Uh, is it like a certain time period or certain like design aesthetic? Yeah, what's no, I'm not looking at like like Lamont Papiel sofas or anything like that. But you know, it's 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 more so just like rare shit. Like I was looking, you know, I want to buy that Chanel surfboard for my for my apartment. Like I have all the Dior bikes, so I figured like do this like design a sports theme thing where right. you know what I mean. Like so, like just looking at shit like that. Um, and I also try to like also buy for the for the for the folks like my fam. I spend a lot. I try to spend bread on them and and in in a circle. But really, that's the main things is food, Rip. Johns, and the bent. <laughs> All right, Mike. Let's get into uh, the real meaning of life, which is meats and cheeks, sucking and fucking. Uh, I was curious about this topic. Like I, I, I sex and dating. 
You put out some wild threads of advice on Twitter that I think do have some value for sure. And like the engagement with them are always incredible, but it always kind of um, makes me wonder uh, upscale when I see these is my question is, have you ever been in love? Not in the sense that you guys would say like, I'm that's in love. Okay. okay. Like, I know Lawrence like be caked the fuck up crazy. <laughs> you can tell by his fucking array of sunflower hats. That <laughs> yeah. so my, my wife's hat collection behind me. I am, yeah. I am absolutely in love. Yes. Yeah. No, listen, like, nah, I mean, in the general context of what like people say is love, like where you're head over heels and you can't live without this person. Like, unfortunately I've yet to experience that level. Um, but I, I have loved a lot of women, you know, and, and, and when I say loved, I mean, I'm saying the full wholehearted sense, like sure. there's women that have, that have been in my life that are still in my life that although we're not together can always call me, will, you know, always have access to me. I'll always be there for and and vice versa. And they're always there for me. And that's the, I feel like that's a real that's the real you know form of love where it's unconditional. It doesn't have to yeah. be that you're in a relationship to have that sure. same mutual respect and admiration for each other. But their hats will never grace your walls. Yeah, right. You'll you'll never have brunch hats will never you'll be never have the joy of cohabitating. Uh, I have yeah, I have twice. Well, um I have twice. I just don't know if that's like in the cards for me anymore. Can you really? exp- can you explain your uh Valentine's Day tradition? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons is because I don't believe in like I don't believe in the pre-packaging of love and relationships. Like, I feel like now, like, we're, we've been conditioned to understand the, the connection between you and a woman or you and whatever your significant other is, your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, whatever sexual preference you have. We've been conditioned to follow a system that was developed in archaic times. Right. Everything else has evolved except the way we look at love and relationships and marriage. <coughs> and... There is some nuances, you know, there are some new things like, you know, polygamy and like polygamy is forever, but now that it's become polyamory. <laughs> polygamy is forever. That not love's not forever, polygamy is forever. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> polygamy's been around forever, but now right. the acceptance of it in public lifestyle and things like that are becoming a little bit more um prevalent and like I think that there's not been enough evolution. Like why hasn't Kanye jumped on the we need to redesign love factor yet? You know what I'm saying? Like he's too busy pocket watching Puma. That's why. <laughs> Fuck boy, like get off my dick. Like <laughs> Wait, but, oh, to be clear, Mike, on Valentine's Day, as is tradition, you publicly buy flowers and chocolate, and then 360 degree tomahawk slam dunk them into a trash can immediately after purchase. <laughs> no airtime or holding from. I try to find the nearest garbage outside of legal, like the legal space in the store. To right. Throw it away. I mean, right. not, not I don't to believe litter. in love. I don't believe in love. I don't believe in commerce over love. Yes, I applaud that marketing tool, bro. Like it's fake. If that's your girl and you're gonna buy her, like, yeah, make her feel extra special on the 14th, but make like, bro, show that effort every day or every week or at least once a month. Yeah. Don't hit me mean. with the fuck. Like, do Lawrence. Lawrence is out here doing a fucking blog every day with half a fucking uh Zara in his cl- in his thing or whatever, you know, no disrespect, whatever she wears. In his in his background, that's yeah. love. Yeah. That's yeah, love that's to fair. me. You know, what I'm saying? yourself. Me, love like is Lawrence not does. 100. To me, yeah. love is not. Yo, I remember you on this day and that day, and then other days I'm knocking down your homegirl. Like that shit is fluff to me, bro. Like to me, it's all about restructuring and taking away the conditional barriers of like, yo, 
yeah, we're, we, we've been dating for seven months. Now we're going to move in for a year and a half. Right. Now in two years, we expect that engagement. Like, dog, that shit to me is, is, is archaic. It's dead. It's not, it's not. Well, Let me ask you a question. I, it's, this, is the, this is the question I pose to every female that I have this conversation with. Out of all of you guys, I'll start with, I'll start with Lawrence because he's the only married one, right? Thank you. Lawrence. Sure. Your parents, are they together? Yes. Okay, they're happily married, right? Yes. Um, do you think, do you, by any, I know this is a weird topic, but do you ever <laughs> think be good, I'm sure. either of your parents were ever unfaithful to each other? Do I know that? Do you think that? Oh, no. No, you don't think either of them ever cheated on each other? Absolutely not. Do you think that they would have stayed together if your mom could have DM'd fucking uh, Rico Suave? <laughs> or if oh, your first... dad could have DM'd fucking <laughs> Bo Derek back in yeah. the day? You think they would have been together still? I have no idea. What's up, bro? bro? <laughs> the times are, we, but the times are different is what you're like, saying. How are we using the platform that grandparent, when they're like, bro, I know my mom would have fucking been in, 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 in goddamn fucking Mark Anthony's DMs. <laughs> not, the, not the GQ guy. The Mark Anthony Green. Two <laughs> seconds. Like, yeah. you know, like, bro, it's a different time and we, we've not adapted our thoughts of love. So, Well, one you know. thing that has stayed consistent regardless is the first date. And I know you've been on one or two in your time. Can you please walk us through what yeah. it is like on a first date with Upscale Vin? Yeah, walk us through this. I mean, is, it the, is it the same noble order? It's always different. You know, I always, always different because I always try to adhere whatever date it is to the woman I, I'm, sure. I'm seeing and her background. And, you know, my main thing with women, man, and, and I think that, like, it's been the reason why if you ask the female community about me, I'm still in high good graces because you won't ever hear any, like, wild allegations or anything. Mm -hmm. That's, like, honestly, no, no funny shit. Considering whatever the public figure verification shit that comes with the social media aspect of my life, that bullshit that comes, the one proud thing I have is that nobody could ever look at my track record in life ever in any capacity and ever say I've ever disrespected, abused, uh, offended, sure. uh, physically, sexually, emotionally, any of those things to a woman. I was raised by two women. So my love and respect for women is way outside of the norm. Than, Unconditional. Than, unconditionally, like period. So, you know, definitely my the reason I've held in high graces by that community is because I try to approach every woman individually the way that they are and like their uniqueness but I also always try to elevate the, a woman my goal is if I'm if I like a woman if I'm attracted to a woman the only way we could work is if I eat like one we're elevating each other but more so I could learn from you and you can learn from me and like that's my first goal on a date like even first date is like let me try to show you something you haven't seen before. Let me try to teach you something you haven't done before. But it's not to show these, off. Let me to order these clear. 10. It's not like nah, you Because half the time, it don't got to be no fly shit. Right, right, right. You know, it could just be using, even if I use the access I may have to some. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, before the, before the vessel opened, I went on a first date to the vessel and I had exclusive access and, you know, that the was Hudson, just the Hudson walk. Yards, the Shawarma. Hudson Yards, Hudson Hudson Yards. Yeah, Hudson, that was just like a walk around. It wasn't nothing crazy. We didn't spend no money. We went to go eat at a spot she had never been to. And then I showed her something that was in the middle of development that everybody had heard of and nobody had seen yet. And she was the first one there. And that's like something she'll always remember. Like, y'all was the first person that's not a construction worker or a <laughs> developer 
to touch that ground. You know what I'm saying? So that was a success. Um, that was a successful night. I'm sure. It depends on what you call successful nights, but yeah, I mean, okay. it was fun. Yeah, all right. right. So you put so you put as much thought into people the dating people. as you do, like uh, you know, anything like the the fits, the business, yeah, everything bro. Else. Yeah, because the thing is, this like, I get, yeah, bro. Like I get my mind, you know, is is it works like so. I was born with a learning disability, but that's because I was misdiagnosed with ADHD when I was young. Like I had to do a citywide assessment because I used to get in wild trouble as a kid. And it was because I wasn't really being challenged in school. I have, a, I have a high IQ and I didn't realize that I was what they call an AV learner, which is like audiovisual learner. And my brain works in a different way than most people's brain works. So like I can process information in a different way than most people process information. Now, that being said, it also gave me a strong like deficiency in emotional capacity. Like my emotional range is real. Like, for example, you know, like, I don't really, I don't have a relationship with my mother. You know what I'm saying? Me and my mom don't really have a close relationship anymore. And that's like something that's uncommon. Even people that don't have close relationships, they have some type of parental figure. I have a really close relationship with my, my sisters like my mother, but like that emotional range has kind of put things into perspective to me with women. And my brain moves so quickly that like, I wouldn't say I get bored easily, but like I need to be stimulated Right. consistently to un- to like engage sure. with you. So like that whole, hey, how you doing? What'd you eat today? Like, I, y'all lose it. Like, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> I'm not the that. text every day to check on. Like, uh, that's not me. You're not, you're not here for the chit chat, the small talk. Never, bro. Like my, that, like that's been the downfall of 70% of my relationships is that I don't communicate well enough. Like when we're not in person. Well, like, we got, uh, with, with friends, does that also affect other, like, I don't have- Oh yeah. Okay, there you go. I'm serious. I have by design. By design. You I have, have no bro. I have eight friends, bro. Everybody, like you guys, I'd consider we consider each other friends, but like, we yeah, yeah, we're acquainted. Have we ever had a meal together? Like, we're not. Well, not yet. I fuck with y'all. Yeah, like, we're about to hit no. I, I fuck though. with y'all heavy. Anything y'all ask me to pull up to, anything I know, I could, I could always count with y'all support. You know, but and we 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 cool always a one. But we're not friends. Like but on Thanksgiving, like, you, you eight people around your tables. You, you did. Right. You did acknowledge me. You acknowledged me in Peshati's uh, Facebook live stream what, at that Samsung event where I was Listen, drunk streaming rap album of the year. Legendary, bro. Like I love y'all. But again, you know the, what y'all consider friends and right, right, right. people loosely yeah. consider friends is whatever it be. Me, I really have like seven friends, and only like three of those seven people are people that came in the past ten years. Like I've known, like I said, Cam. I've known Cam since he was fucking 13. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So, well, well we got two friends right here. We got Chuck and Chef. Uh, you know, they've been quiet most of the time. Um, we call Sham Chef because he's a fucking master in the kitchen at slicing and dicing. And- so where did y'all – I want to know where did where did the team assemble? Like, where did they hit him from? I know you guys know where y'all know Charlie from. And I know how he's been. All right, so we so we had we had a producer named Producer Jay, and we got him a full time job, and he's now a fucking award winning podcast producer over at Vox Media. That's fact. And he didn't put, stay with y'all. No. Well, he had to well, go. We put him on. We put him on to bigger yeah. and better things, so he could get paid. God, this is the bigger and better thing. Well, no, he was, but we weren't paying him. Bro. Yeah, he needs to get yeah, paid. He that. now he now like has a crib, and he's like, look, when you guys can afford me, I'm coming. I'm coming home. Yeah. Um, I'm that guy. So we put out open open tryouts. And Chef walked on. Yeah. Chef walked on. The, the fit was mids, but, you know, I, I could see where he was trying to go with it. <laughs> what was he um, wearing? He was wearing a stripy St. James U-boat shirt and you, a black wow. leather jacket. And like a, 
It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a Bozak. How much man. chest was shown? I just want to know that, Sean. Zero was, chest, dude. It was February. It was February or like January. Or well, like, but the it point is, cold. he walked onto the show uh, and he walked into our hearts, and now he is family. But so is what anyone that's ever worked on the show. But yeah, and, we're, and here's forever, what we're gonna do. We're gonna, grateful too. We're gonna allow them to unmute themselves, and in this segment, sixty seconds of thirst, they're gonna ask you. Upscale Vandal, anything they want. Maybe they got a business proposal they want to pitch you or a brand they want to, uh, you know, do some work. Maybe maybe uh, Chuck can learn how to do a deck from you. Um, Chuck, <laughs> why don't you go first since you guys are already homies. Chuck, I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, first of all, I just want to say, like, Mike, like, I, I don't know what it was to you, but, like, just, like, the small talk. Maybe it was, like, small talk, but, like, the conversations I had with you, like, I don't hearing you say, like, you felt when you were younger, like, you didn't know all the things you could do. Like I've had conversations with you not to get too in the weeds, but like there were a lot of times you made me feel like I could do anything. Like and I, I just remember a couple of conversations in particular. And like right now I'm like very happy with, with where I'm at and like send my regards to Cam. Like you guys, like you guys met, you guys mean a lot to me. So I just want to say that first and foremost. And just to go back to what I was saying at the beginning of the show, the reason that I fuck with Chuck crazy is because in this industry, you meet a lot of upstart, passionate, hopeful people that want to be a part of this thing we do, but don't have the brass to really fight through the bullshit that comes with this shit. And when I first met Chuck, his disposition automatically jumps out at you for being somebody that's like, I get all this fanfare, you know, hype, circular shit, but I'm at the nucleus and this is what interests me. And I'm actually passionate about it because you could get lost in all the leather trim and fucking uh, uh, puff foam print. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. Like, Literal you could get very trim. lost in that shit. Yeah. And Chuck, since the day I met him to now, is the same type of person, although he's leveled up numerous times and sure. done things that are very notably in our industry. And I'm sure not until later in his career will he get some notoriety for those things because you guys are probably going to hold him back crazy. <laughs> Shoulders, but at the end of the day, who else do you know? Who else do you know that put down twenty four dogs in twelve hours? That's what I'm saying. Like the (laughs) fact that Buddy's willing to always go above and beyond, and that cemented Chuck for me as a just as a person that I always would be. I would always fuck with. Then I learned the fact that he just backward lord, right? (laughs) Yeah, that gives me a little bit of insight into his private life, which I was like, yo, fam. If you if you really have this skill, this comes from a level of connoisseurship that I can only respect and admire, right? <laughs> yeah. Then we go level three. Here's the secret. I know the owners of, of stadium goods, right? I know those guys. His bosses. I know the his bosses, but I know them, right? I shoot a call because my younger nephew, who's in fashion school, who's- I forgot on, about this. Damn. Who's trying to- um, Do we have to bleep Chuck's employer, Chuck? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm who's trying to, um, you know, follow in the fashion footsteps and he's learning how to design and he's very passionate, he's 16 years old. He ventured out and went to school in the city, which, you know, we, we from Brooklyn is far, like him to get to school is about an hour on his train. That's far. He hits me, he's like, yo, listen, I don't, you know, my nephew's like, yo, I don't need nothing from you. I just, if you hear of any jobs, I'm looking for a job. You know what I'm saying? He could have came to me, nepotism, yo, I want to work for you on. Right, right, right. So I started thinking, like, where could he fit in? Where would be good? Should I throw him at a Foot Locker? Should I throw him at a sneaker store or learn that retail experience? I hit JD. JD, like, yo, we'll interview him. I got you. You know what I'm saying? If he, if he knows what he's doing, we'll, we'll bring him on. 
you know, I don't want to promise you anything. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want that. I just need an in for him and see how he functions in the system right. to see if he can even manage an interview. He's just foot in the door, the first opportunity. That's all. He's like, yeah, I'm going to figure it out. I hit Chuck. That way I have more. Cause you know, remember this guy up there, he's not thinking about fucking interviews. No. And, like, so I hit Chuck, bro, immediately. Boom. Call, email sent, interview set up, times, man. Guess what? My nephew's been working there almost a year now. Amazing. Doing phenomenal. Looking to get promoted, has been offered a promotion. All of that because Chuck took his time out of his personal job, which had nothing to do with anything, and did that for me. Like, that type of shit, bro, to me, as where I come from, that shit goes miles. And right. he ain't do that shit. Nobody did that for him. And you know, you know, you know, you know how Chuck got that job is Miss Info was on the podcast and Chuck was looking for a job. Boom. And we knew that Stadium Goods was like trying to build up their team and gearing up for, you know, the current fucking global takeover that they're enduring upon now. And we were, I was like, yo, Minya, like, could you have Chuck come in? And she was like, again, it was kind of just the whole thing where, uh, you know, you do good good things for people. Forward like that. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers don't have that in them, bro. A lot of motherfuckers don't have that foresight and don't have, like, right. the, the 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 know-how or the know-about to be like, yeah, Yo, you know what? Somebody did this for me. Oh, I'm moving the yeah. right way. I got to move right with the right way. With other it's people. called you supporting the. It's called supporting the homies. Yeah, That's well, James, what it is. Well, James and I are trying to. We're trying to get you to thank us for ultimately affecting Chuck <laughs> to get your nephew <laughs> job. So what I'm trying to figure it. out is if you guys are the ones that put everybody on, how come you're not on yet? Yo, <laughs> hey, let me ask you. We're too guy, busy worrying about other people. Hey, hey, yo, hey did the guy who invented Chuck, college yo, go to college? Yo, Chuck and Sham, did you see how I gave them a barb <laughs> and not just doing y'all dirty? I'm equal opportunity with the shots, fam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck's. Um, that was beautiful. I, I actually it was Chuck's bumped. question. He didn't even get. The, yeah, what's the, the question? Intro. That yeah, was the that, preamble. Yeah, that, yeah no, the, that was really nice. Now that we got the you know the the business out of the way, yeah. I, had, I have to ask. Uh, yeah. You recently put out the ask on your IG story for a Grail fridge, <laughs> and I just want to know like what led you to doing that and what ended up. Yeah, that? can you explain the fridge? To very very simple. Very very simple. Very simple. Actually, it's not even that amazing of a fridge, but I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> okay, I the apartment that I'm moving into, I built from scratch. So I own a home. And it has multiple apartments. And one of the apartments, I had uh, asked the tenant to leave because I was going to take the, over that apartment. It's bigger than my current apartment. I needed more space. And I also was going to move into the city, but I'm buying my family a house so that when we move, we move together. Mm. But I owned it. We own this house. Therefore, I was like, okay, if I'm going to move and I'm not moving into the city, I got to build a brand new apartment. So I literally, about a year ago, gutted the entire floor bare bare bones and built an apartment of my specifications down to the fucking color of the grout you know what i'm saying sure (laughs) and what happened was i've never done that before i've never done like managed a construction project so the layout of the previous kitchen was it was fine to me nobody ever said hey if you're building this bigger space you have to kind of adjust these parts so what happened was they measured and cut my new custom kitchen to the old sizing of, my, of, of what was there previously with the tenants. And the fridge space is 30 inches. 
No modern, updated, cool, Viking, high-level fridge is 30 inches. None of them. There's actually only three 30-inch fridges with French doors on the market. (laughs) And guess what? There's only one of them that's black. Oh, shit. Here we go. This one. So my entire crib is black and white. My whole crib. My my floors are black wood, custom floors. The bathroom is, you know, hexagon, Italian. Like uh, the cover of Belly. Bro, so, it, it's so, exactly that. It's actually my crib was inspired by DMX's crib in Belly. You know how it's like black carpet, black yeah. art, stark white walls? That's what my crib looks like. So the kitchen is all black. Black cabinetry, black stove, black uh, faucets. And the fridge, I only had a 30-inch space. Here's the problem. That fridge has been backordered seven months because of coronavirus. So I had to do what I had to do. I couldn't Damn. fucking move in without a fridge. The only thing I, had bro, to I called everybody. I called everybody you could think of. I offered over sticker. I Everything I could do to get this fucking fridge, and I couldn't do it. But luckily, my loyal, faithful family of a following, four Fs, <laughs> Found it for me. A lot of respect. And what happened was they actually took it off of somebody's back order. (laughs) And I drove two hours to go get it. So Obama? I don't know who I don't know who it was, but I know that they're gonna be pissed that their kitchen won't be ready until January. (laughs) So just like the French doors themselves, the whole project hinged on the fridge, the final piece of the Da Vinci code, and you have it now. The actual French door was a was a simile for the situation I was in being hinged incorrectly. Uh, Yeah. That was place. that was a fucking. I feel like the only thing I can really compare that to are uh, when those two llamas were like set free in like Arizona, and we were watching. The yeah, live yeah, stream. I remember that. And when DJ Khaled got lost on his jet ski on Snapchat for the first time, yeah. watching this unfold was like a fucking Michael Bay production. <laughs> where it was like, because first of all, like Upscale Vandal does not thirst for anything, right? So to see that was like unbelievable. And the fact that it was this like mids, this mids fridge It is mid. I was going to get a Viking. Like I was going to get a clear <laughs> side by side. And then I like Wi-Fi like, and I'm, shit. I'm calling the appliance guy, the guy who sources all the appliances. He's like, bro, the smallest Viking is 36 inches. Like the smallest double door clear. Like I'm like, damn, what can I He's like, yo, just this Whirlpool. <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking jacuzzi yeah and guess what whirlpool hit me it's like yeah we don't have it until january i'm like bro yeah, like damn. why'd you even dm me if you knew what i was going through here you fuck like you're wasting my time you know what i mean some people remember where they were when kennedy was assassinated others on 9-11 for me it's when upscale got his fucking fridge baby i'll never forget where i was in my bedroom watching his instagram stories <laughs> Hey, listen, whenever you guys, whenever you guys, um, whenever you guys have free time in the early morning and it doesn't get dark and you want to come to Brooklyn, the real Brooklyn, yeah. come on over, look at the new fridge, look at the, look at the, Let's do look it. at the kitchen. Are you off the, are you off the, are you off the Bedford L stop or the Lorimer L stop? There's no trains where I live. Oh. <laughs> chef. I live in the real hood. Speaking of Brooklyn residents, chef, 30 seconds of thirst left. Uh, what would you like to ask upscale yeah i feel like i mean no that's a great really question cool to bro. Hear. thank you man yo <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> ahead, Jeff. um i mean there's you obviously work in like two kind of legacy spaces right fashion and music and then gaming is i feel like kind of like more of an emerging one 
And there's a lot of overlap between all three of them. I'm wondering, like, out of the shit that you've seen so far, like, whether it's, like, Travis Scott performing in, like, fucking Fortnite or whatever, or, like, Gucci making a collection for The Sims or whatever, like, you have a ton of great ideas. Like, do you think that stuff is good? And if not, like, what would you do differently or no, better? A- absolutely. And I think that that's one of the reasons why we wanted to get involved with because we felt that the crossover isn't prevalent enough. It's not the companies that are doing those, those, those activations. They're smart. And like, shout out to Justin from Activision and shout out to the, a bunch of the other people that are thinking outside the box on how to bring some of that energy. You know, Jay Balvin just did a Fortnite concert. You know, that's, that's one of my clients. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that, but I feel like it's not dialed in yet. Like, the fact that NBA 2K has, like, my son Kitsune clothes before they have Amiri or something. <laughs> it's like, a, it's a fumble, you know what I mean? Nobody <laughs> in the NBA even knows how to say my son Kitsune. So, um, the, the reason that chaos has, like, really focused on the lifestyle aspect of, of gaming and the inclusion aspect of games is, like, being the fact that the hip hop culture and the um, you know and that people of color have really driven the narrative of what lifestyle is today, lifestyle culture is today. We want to bring some more of those aspects into gaming, whether it's through accessories and merch and and and, and like the the add ons that come in the real life aspect to to in real life activations like E three and and, um, and and Counter Strike uh, competitions and all these in life you know actions where if you go, it's like it's a bunch of like. I'm not going to say what they previously were, but now we want to bring some cool, more, we want to bring complex con vibes to E3. And we feel like we're the perfect persons uh, to bridge that gap and bring a little bit more of, a, like, bro, real representation. Because not everybody that's in gaming is a pro like Chuck. You know what I mean? Some of us <laughs> are just, we just fucking play. We're not that great, maybe. And, 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 and it's just a pastime, but... That doesn't mean we still don't want to be active. It's like the fucking game, the headset that I have is, like, bro, this shit is retarded. It's like, it's like crazy Lady of Rage puff big on me. Like, why can't we get some fucking beats by Dre gaming shit with the fucking, you know, patches or some cool customized, like little mm-hmm. shit like that goes a long way, bro. I don't they want gotta, my like, girl, I don't want a girl to stay over my crib and I'm playing COD and she's like, bro, why do you have a fucking satellite on your head? You look at the beat. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be able to get top while I'm playing Call of Duty and Shorty feel like she's with a real one. Feel me? Yeah. Not right. a fucking astronaut. <laughs> yeah. she, doesn't, she doesn't want to think that she's getting fucking radiation poisoning from the fucking you can't, satellite attached dumb. Yeah, you can't be out here. You can't be out here, you know, flexing in game and not flexing in real life. And we want to bring that full circle. You know, for it's like, like uh, you got to make gamers more. You got to make gaming more casual. It can't just be serious fucking turbo yes, nerds with their rigs. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, right, a bunch. And I was like, yo, imagine if, like, fucking uh, Rei Kawakubo did a, a Ghost of Tsushima skin or fucking Takashi Murakami did a sword or some shit. Like, why? That's so easy to do. Why isn't it implemented? Why aren't they giving, you know, little little tidbits? And it's like, if that's it, if it's that hard for them to figure out, we can we can help them. You know what I mean? We're here. <laughs> Cut the check. Cut You're the available. check, B. Cut the fucking check. You heard him, come Sony. On, come on, fucking Steve Ballmer. I know you own fucking 40% of the gaming, uh, gaming production companies. Cut that check, bro. <laughs> All right, Chuck and Chef, thank you for Thanks, the thirst. Uh, Mike, 
We're almost done here. We just want to play a little mini game with you real quick called Last John, Next John. We want to know what was oh, the last it. John you copped at full retail. Woo. I know I know, full retail is not a problem Woo. for you. And then, uh, you know, I don't know if you can even, I don't know if you even cop like John's one at a time. You can probably cop them like a rack at a time. And then we want to know what's the next John you got your eyes on that you don't have yet, but maybe you, ha- you got in the fucking, you know, sniper uh, sights or that you're going to pull the trigger on soon. Pass me them socks. <laughs> um, all right. Last John, this, bought these about three weeks ago. No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? You haven't bought something in two weeks. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a restraint. Yeah, this is, yeah, two weeks. Personal growth. Yeah, proud of you. I just got the Celine socks. Oh, wow, okay. Is that from our boy Jackson? Yeah. What the fucking Jackson? Oh, yeah. legend. Love Jackson, love Jackson forever. Yeah, fucking legend Celine. so Celine socks is that is this considered a John or yeah oh yeah 100% okay. how much are, how much are Celine rules? socks I don't know the John rules those are John's <laughs> how much are Celine socks I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> alright 120 okay yeah 120 so you got a bunch so, so your last John was a, was actually a grip of Celine socks which I guess we could yeah. say is so yeah that was my last John and then I bought the hoodie but that was before that so I don't know if that counts what's um, next though what you got your what do you have your yeah, eyes on more what's Celine in the, what's in the shopping cart nah, I'm done with Celine now um, you're good right. I yeah. saw you got you just got a jacket too right you got one of the varsities or the, the yeah the uh, Teddy the Teddy-esque yeah Cam actually got the rid the the one I wanted, but they didn't have my size. He got the purple one, the purple nice. velvet a, a few weeks back from, from Riccardi. Um, but yeah, I got the track. I got a few shit, but I'm done with them. Um, Cause I already see that it's about to become a uh, fanfare thing. Now they're making bigger sizes and over. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off it before the next thing I really want to get though. Um, oh, there's this, there's this motherfucking, um, there's this motherfucking um, Prada jacket. It's like a shell. I don't know if y'all saw. It's like electric blue shell, like winterized, but it's it's like shortcut, so it could be worn. Like it's supposed to be worn as a layering jacket, but it's a puffer. It's oh, aqua nice. blue, has the Prada red stripe, and it it goes up to like kimono size. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So shit. I want that. That's what I think. That's I, if I'm not spring. What do they drop next? Fall, winter, or spring twenty one? Spring twenty one is in the fall, right? Yeah, that's what they just showed. Yeah, yeah, it's spring twenty one. So that's Six. my previous drawing. Celine socks. Next drawing, um, Prada. All right, Kimono. and the Chanel surfboard also. Chanel, that's a John. So what? What? Explain yeah. to me because y'all. I think y'all founded this. Well, we stole like, it. We stole, we stole it. some people, but yeah, culture vulture. Yeah, no, no, uh, no. From, Phil- from Philadelphia. <laughs> Bunch of it was like a forum. I know what Johns are. I'm just no, saying. It's a how did, how did John kids. start using the John to Super Future? You remember Super Future, Mike? Obviously, uh, it was big on the forums, and I think it just like made its way into fucking the culture. You know, whatever the cultures that were adjacent to it, which was all oh, this is a funny so way. You guys calling clothes Johns like pieces Johns. Because Philly's been saying John for yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, for everything. We definitely popularized it, but I think like the, the first people that were saying John's in terms of clothes were the kids on Sufu. I was not on Sufu, but that's where I think it came from. Got you. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Because I was a little bit, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit offended that you guys didn't come up with a John name for me. 
But in in terms of, I got a lot of John, so I was like, "Yo, I, I want to be John Wick." You know, I want to be somebody in that space. John McEnroe. Who do you want to be? I want I want somebody that's more up my alley of like you know a parallel. To John John Starks. I like John Starks. I don't know if I'm gonna wear it all the way, but I'm fucking with that one. I'm gonna put that on the list. Yeah. But you we know, made John a a, a a cultural. That's what I'm know, saying. That's why I was the nomenclature comes from us. That shit. What did you? What, what did Hope say? What did Hope say? You uh, you made it a hot line. We made it. A, I made a hot song. What is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hot bar. Same to thing. me personally, the first people I heard saying that was was you guys and Gene. Like as far as it being like you know a joking thing, and it, yeah, like, right. we started calling yeah. people. Uh, we started changing names, and people had nicknames. Puns. Various yeah. GN puns that are terrible. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think y'all is, I think y'all start like y'all definitely should get the way for that. Thank you. Yeah. We don't, we credit. don't want the credit. We just want the respect. Yeah. All right, Mike, you see are that? obviously. That's why, do you see why I did this? Because of this. To teach the listen, youth. Bro. Horny James Harris. Now, yeah. Can I educated. ask y'all any questions before we leave? I have just like simple questions. Like, no, or is it, yeah. are we at the want? Well, I don't know. I mean, this is why you should have your own podcast. That was going to be a why. piece of constructive uh, yeah. criticism. And we could yeah. be the, the first guest. But we're going to – we're almost done. And I guess you could ask us if you really I have I have like pressing. a few questions. Here's, here's my – way. All right, sure. Here's, here's my three. Where do James and Lawrence work now? This is it. This, this is what we is do what now. we do. Full time. <laughs> He yeah. left Grailed. I left Def Jam. Yeah. And y'all not out there just jugging for other people. Y'all just doing this shit every day. Every, uh, not every day. It feels like every day. Yeah. We, we work about, I don't know, four hours a week. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> okay. I wanted to know that. Okay. Secondly, is Chuck, does Chuck also do this all the time now? No. He's no, he's at, he's at Stadium Goods. You don't pay him nearly enough. James and I mainly take all the money for ourselves. Okay, I was going to ask about Sean, but I really don't care. <laughs> Lastly, <laughs> I'm just playing. Lastly, what type of weed are all three of you smoking currently? What strain is the dominance one, starting with James? James, go. I, I mainly eat my weed. Okay, so what edibles are you fucking with right now? Uh, I have these... Cho- these peanut butter cheesecake edibles that I got in Massachusetts, and then I just got these sent to me. Are they dose uh, or are they are they off the market? Are they what, are they what? Are they dose like are they ten milligrams or are they just? They're, off they're, the oh, they're they're ten milligrams, and then I have five milligram ones, but I I can't do ten milligrams. I just like take a bite, and I got five mil two packs of five milligram ones from the homies at Gossamer. They're like rose watermelon tomato very fancy fancy wow, like gourmet almost yeah no and and those are five milligrams five milligrams okay so yeah. you're an edible guy you're not yeah. really on the flower right now yeah and yeah. the strains in those edibles is tiba's indigas or, or, uh i'm not i'm not sure I, the 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 peanut butter cheesecake one is i think a hybrid i don't know what the nice. gourmet shit is lawrence hit me with i saw you hitting the pen what yeah are we doing? I, I mainly i mainly uh hit the pen uh you, the one, be fucking brain dead in 10 years go <laughs> hey listen bro uh 10 years try yeah, fucking five years from the, ago from the weed uh, yeah. um yeah it's just uh, i don't know dude it's whatever the fucking chuck uh hooked me up with his old drug service they so you're one of those guys that don't really even know what you're smoking as long as you're a little buzzed. Oh, I just want to, oh, little, bro. I just want to be absolutely vaporized, bro. So uh, you can't get paid. smacked off the pen like Oh, trust me, bro. When you also <laughs> you can try Budweiser's, you absolutely can. Uh, okay, I got that. Sean, what are you, what are you talking? Uh, right now, we, got, we have like green crack and some orange oh. creamsicle shit. Orange creamsicle? What farm? Do you know? 
Uh, I don't. No, no. That's, that's my a little, shit. A little too it's if it's Alien Labs, bro, that shit going hard right now. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I, fuck, with, I fuck with it for sure. Yeah, Orange Creamsicle. Cool. Chuck, hit me with the what's, the, what's filling the backwood? Two grams or better? I've always been a gelato. I've been a gelato guy. Gelato. I love gelato. Wow. Love you really gelato. you really bought into the hype, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Let me I don't see know. your jeans. Do they have leather crosses on them right now? No, <laughs> come on. No, but I've, I'm, and you know me, I'm an Indica guy. I'm a big dreamer, so. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, cool. That's all Mike, I wanted. what about that's you? All, that, was, that was my main question. Yeah, what's, what's your, and what's, what's what your are you go-to? smoking that you clearly oh. want to share with, you, Yo, with bring, everybody? Bring some, bring some of the options. Well, me personally, <laughs> we're running a little low, but we, we can still show. We, we The thing about here is that. I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually own a cannabis company as well. Very low key. Very y'all hiring me. Pushing yeah. me to have a cannabis company. Um homegrown in Virginia? Yeah. So right now this is Wedding Crashers. Oh. Wedding Crashers right now. Okay. Um, this is from Connected. Uh a little how, bit of mimosa left, almost done with the mimosa. And this is just uh, straight from straight from cookies, couple cut a little eighth left. And then I've been saving this nug. Because this is a platinum Jack Herrera, so it's one nug whenever it's a special occasion. Mm. I just that's like, ca- that's cannabis cup level shit. Though, yeah, this right? is plat. Yeah, How's the mouthfeel on that bad boy. Yeah, what is it? The- well, this right here, honestly, like when you smoke this, you actually it's an out of body experience. So you don't feel any of your own like senses anymore. You don't feel that you have hands or fingers. It's more of a what you feel like you are in your head. And whenever okay. I smoke this. I feel like the zipper on a O2 Celine jacket. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so far. Uh, yeah. So, uh, right. so it's basically yeah, the closest you could get to just smoking DMT. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel like God. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, right. I don't know. I think it might be sprinkled. It's sprinkled with something. Like the crystallization on it gives me meth vibes. So okay. I'm scared. It's a little, a little blue. It's right. a little, that's a why blue. I only yeah. smoke. That's why I got that one lot. It's like. So right now it's been wedding crushers, wedding crashes and mimosas is my go-to for the past couple weeks. Uh, I re up tomorrow. So I, I, you know, definitely trying to, how much you cop at a time? I don't, I don't buy weed, but it's given to you or you grow it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do. Usually we do like anywhere from three, like anywhere from two zips to three zips every, every run. And it's like a zip of each string. Um, and we re up every two weeks. It's R and D. It's R and D. All right, I mean, Mike. At the end of the day, like you know, we like owning a cannabis company is a it's it, bro. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And we are we've been we're working with one of the original uh, legal farms in Colorado. That's like the first one to have license for product oils, edibles, and like working in that space literally brought into horizons of what you should be smoking, how clean it should be you know, how bad dispensary dispensary weed is compared to, you know, like Mexican pack weed or, you know, just that bullshit you're buying from the fucking hipster biker on Lorimer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All of that shit, like it matters. And like, I didn't start smoking until I was 29. You know what I'm saying? Really? Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't late start bloomer. Yeah. I didn't start smoking till way late in my life. So like the connoisseurship really hit me because like, I couldn't just be smoking no rando shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. I mean, right. Chuck knows he didn't roll some fucking, astronomical Vormir shit for me. Some shit that was grown in fucking the island where... You left. You let me keep the leftovers and I could feel my hair growing after I smoked it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, Chuck, man, the shit that I brought Chuck was grown where fucking Thanos killed Gamora to get the <laughs> Like, when, you know where Gamora lands at that, like, there's a fucking reef of shit. Yeah, the Soul Stone weed, bro. That's- <laughs> 
Telling you're smoking you. on you're smoking on that infinity stone. Oh, Jay. Smoke on that soul stone. God Only damn. the fucking best. All right, Mike. Sheesh. Last segment. Promise. Fuck would not fuck with your taste. God. Clearly, uh, we want to throw some categories at you. We've already done like the whole episode has kind of been all, all about this, so we're gonna skip over a few that we normally do because uh, we've already covered them. But we're gonna throw a category at you. You tell us what you're fucking with, what you're not fucking with. First up, we talked about your massive collection of sneakers and your affinity or before times affinity for ones. But what sneakers are you currently fucking with? What's in the rotation? Current rotation. Um, bring those geeks, bring the Amiris, and bring the fours. This is the current rotation as it stands. Yeah, like three to time. Throw these on whenever I'm leaving the crib. With just whatever. So, is, have the, are the are the fours the new Jordan like the new silhouette that you're rocking that you left the ones behind or? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always fours is in my top three Jordans of all time. Um, can you do me a favor and pass me the? Oh, he had to go on mute. <laughs> he had to go on mute. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, oh, I went mute. Yeah, you did. It's fine. I thought what it was some like secret intel second. shit. Yeah. Um, they're in the stack right there. You'll see like the boxes. No, and the other stack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, came the, right the now, other other stack. Yeah. yeah. Right now I'm doing um the yellow fashion geek uh RSOs. These are RSOs, right? Uh oh rider, 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 yeah. So I'm doing the the rider okay. right so, now. So we're looking at a Puma runner, a a, a, yeah. a yellow Puma runner with a green sole. Yeah, yellow Puma fashion geek runner. Then these the leather on these surprised me because I actually saw a sample of these Amiris, um, and then he sent the the last one to me. Like you know, he sent me the the final, and the leather like is better than Jordan leather. And I just like love the way that they started crinkling, but still not creasing, but still like that broken leather. So I've been wearing these. Amiris. So that's what you'll that's what you're gonna wear instead of ones is the is the Amiri version. Basically, no, I won't wear them consistently. I just recently rotation. This has been it. Oh, okay, because they're just like easy to throw on and that good leather and boom. Then um, I gave these a run this week. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Those aren't even out yet. They're like not? Young Dro said, these ain't out, are out. No. They're, they're not. They're they haven't shit. They're not out? Thursday. Damn, okay. Thursday. Okay. Well, oh. yeah, Chuck would know. Two green, or whatever. green laces in the new Virgil Fire Fives. That's nice. Yeah, I swapped the la- I've been swapping laces a lot. That looks really good. I know oh, green is Pantone too. of the year. Yeah, and we got pink in the... Sale fours. Yeah. Damn, I'm really liking how those the green laces look in that fire fucking five, dude. Yeah, I've been swapping the laces on the off whites because they give you that option, but if you go and get other colors like that aren't from the options, I feel like you can really mix it up better. Do the do can you see the Celine logo in the holes in the fives? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I got that because it's right, (laughs) you know. It's literally right there. <laughs> um, all right, so are, no are there any sneakers left unturned? Are there any sneakers? Nope. Uh, you no, mentioned like the triple S's, I think, but are there any sneakers out there that are big hype that you're not fucking with right now? That, but you know, you see them everywhere. Any Balenciaga, any Dior, except yo, pass me those Dior's. Um, any Balenciaga, any Dior, any. I mean, bro, I'm not fucking with none of that. Not any of it. Any designer? No, any, no designer sneakers? Yeah, no designer sneakers. Uh, the only designer sneakers I'm wearing is these Dior's. I just love this silhouette. Okay. Are those new? 
Nah, these are old. This is the old one? Okay. I guess I've never seen that colorway. That's, I mean, at least if you're going to wear those, it's going to be, i never seen yeah. that. Those this is the only one. Um, and then that's it. I've been wearing these Represent sneakers a bunch too. I don't know if they're considered designer. They're not the contemporary or what? I don't know. Yeah, that's, they're definitely not like, when James says designer, he means like I mean, fucking like, Balenci, Balenci, yeah, 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 Balenci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 Do you have Dior Jordans? Uh, like Dior Jordan 1? Did you get it? Yeah, did you get a pair? You guys know these? Sorry. That's the represent shoe. Yeah. With like that ankle. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a, well, that's, a, there's a lot going on there. The red dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if this is considered designer, but I really, I, honestly, I'd rather wear like, I've been wearing like my uh, rolling jogger visums a lot and people don't even know what those are. So, um, yeah, I've been wearing that a bunch. What about so non? Do you, did you, I want to know, wait, did you get the your Jordan ones? Were you able to get a pair? <laughs> You know the answer. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these were gifted to me. It's like you know, I knew it was coming, but it's still like good to ask. Shout out to Dior. Dior takes really good care of me. They they actually gave me these and they gave me the they they are? Me the white bike. Um the last of the three bikes. So I had the gold and the chrome, so they hooked me up with that last white one and full um, set. Gotta was it was all. it uh was it fan of the pod JR? JR is a good dude. JR Mumford. Shout out to JR. No, no, no. It was uh it was uh Jack Gaffney, who's the VP of uh of Dior Ohm uh North America, and at the time Adrian Ward Reese, who was the president of Dior Ohm uh, uh Global or North America at the time. He's now left, but yeah, they take good care of me over at Dior, man. Mike, are you do you fuck with any non-sneaker footwear? Like we're big proponents of the of the post-sneaker world, which still means sneakers have a place there, but we like, you know, we're big into like loafers, boots, all types of shit beyond just like cuz like you were kind of fed up with, with the hype bro. shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have all that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like I have um, you know, I have some some boots and some loafers and 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 in that space. You have the yeah. Chanel loafers, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those have, are yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is this, again, going back to my size, the way that stuff looks on you guys, like, for example, I want to wear the Patagonia three-inch shorts. I want to. <laughs> I want you to see my fucking, I want you to see my thigh and just a smidge of my sack, if possible, <laughs> anytime. But it doesn't look right on my size of guy. You guys are thin. You guys have that, that look that it drapes well. Same thing with the loafer. When you're wearing a size 36 jean, right, and that cut of the fabric is draped a little different on your body, and you wear a size 12 or 46 loafer, it doesn't have that same same aesthetic. Same thing with boots. Same thing with, you know, all of the, all the mules. So I try not to, you know... Um, you play to your strengths. Is what I, yeah, I try not to get outside of the zone that I know I'm going to be pushing the boundary. But I do have some of that shit, and I, I love all of it. I, I love seeing you guys, and your, you guys have very different style, you know. But, again, fellow John's enthusiasts recognize when you guys got fire, and, like, I wish I could pull off half the shit that you and James wear. But, you know. Same. Unfortunately. Yeah, with you. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't I, – I don't, I'm, not, I'm not that size. I'm not that cut, and it just doesn't – it doesn't bang the same way. But you know your you know your body and dress for that, and that's something that's that the biggest uh, our boy, advice, the yeah. only guest we've had that's more popular than Jonah Hill was like, it took me a while to like learn how to dress for my body, but once you know it and accept it and love it and dress for it, then like it's only going to be, get better. No, yeah, I've, never, I've, never listened, I've never listened to a Throwing Fits episode, but I want to watch – I want to listen to um, the Jonah Hill one because one, like 
he's one of my favorite actors um, and, and, and just personalities in the industry. But two, I love that I feel like his relevance in our culture was kind of simultaneous. His interest in it was simultaneously with you guys promoting it. Yeah, yeah, so sure. I kind of think that the more he delved into our world because of what you guys are doing, he caught up to a little bit more because he's gotten a lot better in the last two years. Yeah. And the fact that, and I, that I think that that is a little bit to what you guys point was doing with them. So I want to hear his because I want to hear as far as like what he was into, like prior, I'm sure he was always into like skate shit and whatever, whatever. Debate, but like, you know, like he was, he, uh, if you like famously, the earliest pictures you can find where it's very clear that Jonah is into gear and Johns. Cause it's very obvious now with all the, the yeah, yeah, picks and the paparazzi, there's photos of him at like vape openings in LA. Like he was just like a fan of the culture. A huge he Kanye a big, guy, a huge big guy. Into it. His look wasn't all the way there yet. No, not yet. But he was growing oh, up, and he was, and again, he was learning how to know thyself. That's a process, right? It doesn't happen overnight. It's what we try to tell kids all the time. All right, Mike, yeah. last category uh, in fuck with not fuck with music. Mm. What music are you currently yeah, fucking hanging? Honestly, man, Benny the Butcher, Woo! Conway, Westside Gun, Young Dolph. Griselda. Young yeah. Dolph. <laughs> Dolph going crazy. 21 it's Savage Dolph. album was crazy. Yep. Savage Mode um, 2 is fire. Pussy. I've been listening to this dude, Big 30 out of Memphis. I don't know if y'all know Big 30. He just signed a money bag. He sounds big. Um, yeah. yeah, he big. And he, all he rap about is killing sh- and shooting and really do that shit. Um, <laughs> who else? Is uh, that why I can ask you a question? As oh, a dude, Juvie 2 E's. Juvie 2 E's. Um, Juvie 2 E's from Virginia. Um, 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 Kari 1K from Virginia, Esri, and um, and then that's hip hop. And then on the large scale, like regular in the mix playlist, Rosalia, like number Queen. one. Queen. Uh, been listening to a lot of uh, um, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, James Blake. Um, <laughs> for the feels. Yeah, yeah, James Blake for the feels. Um, what else? That's pretty much been it, you know. Obviously, always listening to Push, always listening to Balvin. You know, I, I personally am a, like, the, like I, like I, we were talking earlier about doing shit for the money. Is like, I can't ever work on anything I'm not super passionate about. So, like, anytime you see me, I don't really work with musicians that much, but any musicians I work with, I have to really love their music and really be in tune. And like, you know, Balvin and Push are like ex- prime examples of yeah. that. Like. I'd not be able to do anything that I do with them. Although me and T have a different relationship than me and Balvin right. have. Me and Balvin are family, but I've been friends with T going on, you know. You brought just years, real years. quick story. Like you brought Balvin by the complex offices in like 2014 and we already knew each other. And I think maybe he like did a quick interview and then you were like walking him around and no one really seemed like they were like that into like. Nobody knew who he was. Yeah, Nobody, nobody knew who he was. And then, and then we, you came by my office and you're like, yo, this is Jay Balvin, biggest artist in Columbia. Has biggest the biggest the world at the point, yeah. They had a biggest, the biggest, biggest in the global, just not American. Music. Right. You were like, you were like, yo, he's got an icon next to his name on Snapchat, like a little lipstick, because he's like the biggest Snapchat uh, person in Colombia. He's like, you're gonna hear about him. You're gonna hear about him. And then like we talked a little bit, and, and he was very cool. So I don't know. That was very cool to see that you were like in, very into it from a fucking early moment for, Amer- yeah, as I mean, a, Latin American artist, bro. Like reggaeton right. and Latin music in general was like who the fuck knew anything about any of these people 
two years ago. And then like right. we brought J Balvin to Complex Con, the second Complex Con. He had a booth. We had Bad Bunny walking around. I walked. Bad Bunny's the biggest artist in the world right now. And I walked this motherfucker around the entire Complex Con. Nobody gave a shit aside from the Spanish kids. Right. Nobody, like none of the hip hop kids, none of the streetwear brands, none of the booth owners, only like the Spanish kids that were, you know, really Spanish, like really right. language, uh, Spanish language first kids knew who he was. And seeing the entire industry gravitate towards that now, like look at the industry now, like, Bad Bunny's in a fucking Corona commercial during the finals <laughs> with Snoop Dogg. Like Rosalia is a fucking Nike campaign. So- singles with Travis Scott. Jay Balvin's doing fucking McDonald's meals. Like it's all pushing to Latin shit. And I and I'm and I'm honored to have been a part of the ushering in of that of that sound and that movement. Is there any music currently out there that you're not fucking with? You mentioned you don't get Cardi, which is an don't interesting one. I mean, I don't fuck with anything else aside from what I said. Anything else you hear out right now, I don't fuck with. Word. Like, literally, you could just... Anything that... what Like, what are y'all listening to right now? I probably don't fuck with any of that shit. <laughs> uh, well, you didn't mention Freddie Gibbs. I feel like you would like... You must like oh, yeah, Freddie yeah, Gibbs. Yeah, I fuck with Guess My Man. Yeah, yeah. But, like, again, how much, like, how much music is... How much music does Freddie Gibbs have out? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess... It might be, like, two records, but, like... Yeah. I guess Alfredo and then Bandana in the past, yeah. like, you know, whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah, all that was, other shit, like, I'm cool, man. It's like... I was in anticipation Potter. in anticipation of this episode. I was listening to Daytona about seven times. Today. Oh, my like, God. Fuck, I forgot how perfect of an album this is. Fantastic. Five mics. Emery, Emery, me and Emery were on the phone yesterday. He told me, Jay email Pusha, like, yo, the day before yesterday, was like, yo, I've been listening to Daytona all day. I forgot this is such a beautiful piece of art. Sick. Like Jay was saying T about that. Like, yo, but this next fucking album, like, bro, this next album is gonna make look make Daytona look like he was fucking. Is it will it come before the God. end of the year? Can you say? No, no, I won't. No. Okay. No, will no. he come on throwing fits during that press run? Yo, please. I can I can try. Which is a perfect parlay into the next part of the show, James. He's Real quick, though. not doing anything over. 38 minutes. Ever. We'll give him 38 we'll, minutes. We'll do a 38. Dude, we did a, we famously did a 12 minute podcast with Don C because Wendy's allotted us a very specific amount of time. We'll make it happen, bro. Oh, that's great. Yeah, why don't you tell me that? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll get him on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. we could do like a timed clip, like, and we, we got to do, like, we'll do 40, a hot 45 minutes. We got to do uh, throwing fits, X, push a T, five inch baggies. Oh, but yeah. Every pair of shorts comes with a baggie in the pocket. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, he, you know, listen, I don't know if you guys know this. You know, Push is the Patagonia Lord. Yo, right. he, he tweeted was, a Chuck about it. Yeah, yeah we, we, had a Chuck conversation. A, we had a conversation. We had a conversation about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah? There's a Twitter yeah. dialogue. What, what was y'all saying? No, well, he I wears mean, seven inches. He wears a seven inch. Yeah, yeah, seven inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said it was the brick of money holding it down. And that's why he can't wear five. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, bro. That nigga, he, he had me. At looking for Patagonia shirts like crazy in Chicago because this one Chicago store had a back sale and they had those recycle, you know, the recyclable, like, like, yo, pass me that shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> that pink thing. You know that recyclable shirt that they do that kind of like uh, cardboardy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they only rough. make those but so often. And this Patagonia store in Chicago had a closeout. He's like, yo, go get me every one. Uh, whatever and i'm like fucking looking around you know this much this one that's okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah it's like nub it's like nubby yeah it's like yeah you can see it's like nappy like yeah, yeah. so um yeah i had to go and find every fucking 
one like this for him for for tour. <laughs> this motherfucker had like thirty Patagonia shirts. I swear to God, everywhere we went, they'd be like those golfer white guys looking at him like <laughs> this guy with a fucking nine Cartier bracelets and a Patagonia outfit. <laughs> Crazy. How did Push get into Patagonia? Like, where does that where does that love come from? Well, Push Push's whole fashion thing is like when it's not editorial, it's like comfort because this guy is. Like I told you guys, he's really old in the brain. He wakes up at 7 a.m., goes to bed at 10. So he needs things that he can be outside that's like clean, crisp colors, but still stand the test of him going to the gym, getting a haircut, you know, sitting in Ferrari leather, all of those (laughs) contrasting things and still stand up throughout the day. One of the things I remember him saying was like, yo, Patagonia shirts don't wrinkle. Woo. Like you can be, you can do an interview, you can sit down, you can be in a car, you can stand up and, it, and you know, you pull it a little tight, that dry fit is clean. Right. So, you know, I think comfort, accessibility and colors were what drew him, you know. Um, he's from, he's from Virginia, right? Ain't nothing to do but hike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing to do but gorp. All right, Mike. Uh, yeah. uh, last segment we promised. Look, man, you're, you're clearly thriving. Um, we love that you fuck with us so heavily and, and blessed us with, three hours of your time. Um, you know, you're doing really well, you know, professionally, personally, uh, when it comes to John's, when it comes to everything, really, that being said, we do want to see you really take off and join, you know, your old childhood friend, Scott on the moon alongside the BBC moon man. Um, we want to offer up some constructive criticism. Oh, okay. From, I love this. You know, like a, like a outsider perspective a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, you know, friend to friend, take it or leave it. You know, we're not going to be offended if you don't take no, it. That's totally fine. I like this might be my favorite segment. Go. All okay. right. All right. All right. So I'll start off. Um, um, well, you should lower your expectations too, just right yeah, off the bat. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it's going to be better than meats and cheeks. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll, I'll go first. I, I, yeah, I swear meats and cheeks was going to be a whole other thing. <laughs> what did you like, think it was like, going to be? Because it turned into a love conversation. Well, I was like, yeah. what was the last fucking Instagram model you banged or something like that? <laughs> oh, come on. We're not crass. Not the best on, name bro. for that. Like, well, it like, used to be called... Time. Do you want to know what it used to be called? Yeah. <sighs> Dance. <laughs> this is why I didn't get on the podcast the first time. <laughs> Yeah, we well, called you asked. Cheeks. Well, well, you asked, so I don't know. We're not going to lie yeah. to you. Meats and cheeks. We did the I right like, thing. They're going to talk to me about what if I've been with any celebrity girls. Like, I was like, yo, meats and cheeks. But yeah, I know, this, I know, I know, I know what time. I need to know. But um, this is the, this is a segment, though. This one yeah, I this like. is constructive criticism. So here's it. here's what I'm gonna. But you guys sit. gotta let shop. Yeah, gotta let uh, Shaman. Or, sh- I'm sorry. What's his name? Shaman. Shaman and Chuck also give me constructive criticism. That's the rules. Do you guys want to do? Like the second two, yeah, that? Okay, just yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're pre written, so we can yeah, just have okay, them delivered. Go, yeah, go. All right, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, professionally speaking, you you have some of the biggest. You work with some of the biggest names, biggest brands in the world. Um, I want to see you take it to the next level. And everything that you've done with Pharrell, Pusha T, J Balvin, do that for throwing fits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could do that. Do you guys have a budget? No, no, uh, yeah, no. Nah. But I see, can't. you know how you can like turn shit into gold. If you have any doubters out there that are still thinking like, no, Mike's lost his touch. Take this fucking podcast and turn us into a global media behemoth, and then we'll give you points because we can't afford yeah. you now. But on Cam, the back end, maybe. Cam said. Cam said no. I, I say yes. Okay, but Cam's but Cam real saying no. Maker? You want to come? Uh, tell, I'm saying yes. Okay. 
but show them because they they might they might blame me later. Like it's just like <laughs> I, I hope they can hear me. No, they can we, can, we can absolutely hear. We can hear. We yeah, can. yeah, that's a definitely no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all, right, all right, cool. Thank you. <laughs> at all. No, no, thank you. Also, you know, Cam, it sounds like you're dialing in from fucking Starship Enterprise. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right, that's a confirmed. That's a confirmed no. Beam um, me up. Beam me up. Upscale. <laughs> Uh, we got to uh, we got to get the throw. We got to do a throwing fits collab later on down the line. Say less, yes. dude. Um, second piece of constructive criticism. Um, you asked if we had a budget, and James and we said no. I, let's pretend that we do have a budget. And uh, my piece of constructive criticism, and we've been alluding to this, if not just even asking directly earlier. Uh, you can wine and dine us by taking us out to eat. That would be fun, fun time. Yeah, that's that's it. I'm in. And then maybe that's we'll fit. We'll do one. We'll do a little behind the scenes video for content. It'll be funny. It'll be a good time. But that sounds I'm like in, a thing that, that that one I'm sold on. In yeah. Well, the you, you pay yeah. for it. Yeah. Approved. We will pay for it. Cam said it's approved. We're in. There we go. See. Dinner, Thank you, Cam. Dinner in. Budget approved. All five of us. Woo. Done. Solidified. Right off. I'll, 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 t- I'll take the next one. Uh, so, Mike, obviously, everything you do turns to gold. Uh, you were raised with this uh, illustrious, spectacular taste. Your your boys with uh, Mr. Nobu himself. <laughs> Why not just start the Upscale Vandal Restaurant Group, where everyone can smoke blunts <laughs> inside of inside of the restaurants? And you know, uh, wh- why not? Fuck, man. What like, I don't even know why I didn't think of that before. <laughs> um, Chuck, how about this? Write up the business plan. I'll bring it to the investors. If it is, you're the fucking major D. <laughs> you're the one who decides who fucking can roll up, who can light up, who gets the table, who gets fucking, who gets shunned at the door. Although there's nine seats available, <laughs> you write not it only, up. We're in there. Not only will you I make the deck, but. Not only will you I be restaurants, I'll do the I'll do the deck and I'll be the hostess. Question though, question though, if it, if we do this restaurant, there's already a restaurant called Vandal in yes. the Tau Group that they on me, right? Right. What would you call our restaurant? Ups, up upscale <laughs> upscale <laughs> dining dinings. I don't. Well, I, I'll, I'll update the deck. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. All right, it's cool. Right. Chuck's dining. hot dogs to go. <laughs> and There's also definitely Chuck, no glizzies at my restaurant. No, no, sir. Chuck right, would so, be. So I'm, I'm in on the. I'm in on the dinner. It's a. It's a no on the collab without a budget. I'm down to look at a restaurant proposal and become a restaurant tour with Chuck. Let me hit let me, me hit you. Upscale, Mike, we just met, man, but it's been three hours now. You've been dropping bombs left and right. This has been one of the most informational and enlightening episodes of the show, I think, so far. And I think, you know, that's all because of you and your experience. Why don't you start your own podcast, man? Yeah. Um, like I said, man, I just think that, you know, it's not it's not about me. I, I don't think y'all podcast, if y'all podcast was just one person, I don't think be as lit. I, I feel like y'all got a community thing going here. I don't have that same synergy with three other humans like y'all do. There's no three humans I can get to co-host a show with me <laughs> that would be this seamless and effortless in conversation. Um, but and, you can use uh, that platform to, to put to put your homies on too, though, you know, because I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure you have great conversations with all your friends, yo, yeah, uh, you point. know, big, and, big and small. You, so, you I, never, I never thought about using the podcast thing as a way to put platform. Like, you can put other people on, dude. I mean, that's what, yeah. Like, hey, look, think about see, it. 
constructive criticism. It fucking works. Damn, only dude, one that I'm not going for is the one that's trying to get some fucking notoriety out of me with no money. Now, <laughs> <laughs> okay. see, it's it, it's how we it's how we structure the deal. So, it, if you're incentivized to make us sweat equity, popping, then it's yeah. you know waterfall waterfall points on the back end. I, I think, see what you're saying. I think James is I would having a pyramid take, scheme. I'd have to take so many points from it that once it's popping, you guys leave. <laughs> change the name again and start another oh okay oh yeah we, we have been known oh, to do that okay right at just a low blow right at the end mike okay all right mike uh yo thank you for three Thanks, hours bro. of absolute insanity um yo where can the kids follow you if they don't oh, yeah, already, plug, they already plug do. your shit now's your yeah. time plug whatever you want all right i want to plug throwing fits thank you at throwing fits what is it yeah yeah throwing fits. i want to plug i want to plug um um uh, Lauren Schlosserman. Thank you. Uh, James Harris. Um, <laughs> Macwood Chuck. Shine Ravana. I want to plug you guys. Fuck anything I got to plug. We all good on this side. You guys are the goats. Thank you. I fuck with y'all. I fuck with the movement. I hope it keeps going. I hope you guys fucking sell this shit to Barstool Sports for a half a fucking ticket <laughs> and then back out, end on them, start another podcast, let them keep the IP of something that's worth Dog shit worthless. <laughs> That's worrying. You guys are the fucking. You guys are the fucking culture. I don't do podcasts, but I'll do yours any. I'll do this one anytime. Thank you, Mike. I love you guys. I love fuck you too, with you guys. All right, Mike. We'll on. see you next week. Can't wait to go <laughs> to that dinner. Can't wait to go yes. to that dinner that yeah. we're doing. Hell yeah! Definitely, definitely, we'll tell T about this for sure. We'll tell him. And, uh, and yeah, man, peace and love. Keep 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 on doing what you guys are doing. I fuck with y'all, Mike. Thank you for coming on the only podcast that matter, Chef. Hit that motherfucking outro. I know you like them winners and upscale vandal type of dinners and seeing cameras flashing like the Jenners. The bros is off limits. It's Navy niggas out here, but they don't fit your image and you love being out here. Don't let them put you out there. What's a bag to a boss? Drown you in champagne and let you crash at the love. Being bitter can backfire. I'm fucking sisters. You take me back, now you hate her ass and keep her distant. If we tick for tack, ain't no getting back. I'm just getting head. You might get a rack. Your body count is mountain. You can't get that back. Play the game is full circle like a cul-de-sac. Baby, please just don't fuck none of my niggas.